This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. Storyblocks makes it possible for content creators like you to bring your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Head to storyblocks.com slash VGA and let them tell your story. everybody and welcome to episode 457 of Vigigame Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, no longer bleeding from the right eye, hopefully. Coming to you from the Paul Fierce Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who's joining me now? Uh, disgraced Mass Singer contestant Chris Antista. And the four-time, 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 four-time Laser Time host, Royal Rumble Pool winner, Matthew Allen. And I was like, he's not going to say it four times, but then, oh God, he did. He does. Uh, That's a good fellow's character. And special guest. Pokemon, I'm not going to say expert, Pokemon enthusiast, T.L. Foster. I I think you're an expert by the standards of this crowd. Yeah, compared Uh, to us. (laughs) Compared to the three of us, yeah. Not, not, spoiler, I don't think I've ever seen Matt and Michael talk more about a Pokemon game. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I kicked my own ass, actually, after that. It was, It's, it's, it's painful. Like yeah yeah spoilers it's a tremendous video game I'm here mm-hmm. to talk about it. it's quite yeah good. yeah so yeah play, playing Pokemon Legends Arceus it's like suddenly I'm like looking through decades old Pokemon strats like how the fuck do I evolve a Buizel? Uh <laughs> <laughs> can I, can, okay in terms of gaming backlogs I just wanted to say mm-hmm. something off the top real quick mm-hmm. uh, I picked up Returnal um, at the end of last year in a sale played it for like an hour and put it down until last Sunday and picked it up, got wildly hooked. And if you didn't know my story, I bought a PS5, but it, I had a way faultier machine than either of you guys did. And my machine yeah, you're, yeah, you had problems with your first one. Yeah, like hard, hard crashes with long, like 10 to 15 minute long recovery periods and like ports not working. And I just yeah. flipped it, got it out of the house and finally got a new one. I wish I would have put Returnal down for game of the year it would have been my number one mm. game of the year <laughs> last I, year i feel like highly. we have to put quotation we had, we had a couple people who were like is returning your game of the year and I'm like i just don't see it i played yeah, played it and to me it just wasn't it, I, it, it took i think i was kind of mindlessly playing it for like the next couple of hours and then it really sank in how f- like it's a fast th- like gears metroid hybrid like it's hmm. it's amazing hmm. it's a third person Metroid game, which is amazing, just awesome. I feel like you need to put quotation marks around the word sale, though, because it was $50 on sale, and I'm, like, having debates on Twitter, like, does that count as sale pricing? Like, it doesn't feel like sale pricing. Yeah, I know. I keep keep walking, (laughs) keep uh, just, like, walking inside a Walmart hoping, like, a ratchet and clank has fallen out of the cabinet so I can just fucking steal it because I can't justify paying 70 bucks for something I can finish in five hours. And that's but, on but, sale for 50 as well. Returnal, I got on one of, if you, I, I'm going to assume you know how Returnal works. It's a time loop game. I was on a run that was, you ever been in like a time loop game where you like a, a game that's hard and you tend to die every like 20, 30 minutes. And now I've been playing for like two and a half hours and every step I take, I'm terrified. I have powers beyond imagination 
everything is also very powered up, and I'm just like, oh my! It's like one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. And the PS5 I, I, crashes on me. Oh, I, oh no! The PS5 crashes on me. It has a happy ending. Unlike previous times where all my data got corrupted, all that shit. The PSN cloud data is updating so fast. They had uh, like a very, <laughs> if you again, if you know Returnal, a very specific late save that recovered after my machine recovered. But that's the only crash I've ever had, and it wasn't as sad a story as it was before because I had to reinstall like the fucking OS on the other machine a year ago, Oof. like several times. Every time it would do one of these hard crashes but like i didn't even bother telling you about it this is like why do i report my ps5 crashing to matt and michael like they're my dad like they're gonna be able to do something <laughs> like what about are we it. gonna do yeah. i'll take yeah, that... it back to service merchandise all right well go beat and... up mr sony for you <laughs> that, that game yeah right that game's actually sort of almost an example of our top five topic hey, I, we, I i tried to shoehorn it in in the beginning but what was the what was the topic so the topic inspired by pokemon legends arceus you suggested this tl do you want to introduce hmm. it yeah, basically, so Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus, if you haven't played it yet, it's technically an isekai. You literally drop into the... Uh, isekai is a, a a place where you are a person outside of this world. Yeah, uh, it, it's, I think, literally Japanese for another world. Yes. Where Where is that expression from? Is it... Because, I mean, I was thinking, like, well, how far back does this story premise go? And it goes back it's, a long it's, time. It's from the sitcom The Fresh Prince of Osaka. <laughs> right. And, yeah. yeah. No. Or the new, uh, the new reboot, just Osaka. Well, the, the, yeah, the idea think... of this type of story goes back at least as far as Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. It's, it's right. where somebody from the mundane world literally, usually, literally falls into a a strange and bizarre new world. And and mm. has to come to grips with it and has like a fish out of water adventure while going. How am I gonna get home? Uh, right. You know, you see, it's Captain N. You've seen this story a thousand times. Yes. Or <laughs> I'm, I'm only thinking of Idiocracy right now. Hmm. Uh, or yeah. a Futurama. There, maybe that. Yeah, that future, might... future, man, yeah Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. Uh, Should have talked about like the Wizard of Oz. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like the history that. of the term. So it, it's it's pretty Black old in Japan Knights. too. It started in Japanese folk tales, and then yeah, there, there's been some more modern examples within the past hundred years. But yeah, it's pretty old storytelling device in Japan as well. So yeah. it's not just like an anime term, is what I'm saying. No, it's, no, like yeah, because like the anime term is like the '90s. It was Magical Night Ray Earth. It's like the mm -hmm. most, like, or like it, the most, and it's far back it, anime. Isekai. 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 Yeah. Isekai, like, is it Kai? <laughs> <laughs> or, or like Fushigi Yugi, another 90s anime yes. favorites. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it was a really cool idea, and games kind of run on this idea, so I told Michael, I was like, hey, this would be a really cool top five yeah. of, like, games where you are exploring a world that you've never been before as the main character. It's one of, the, it's one of those weird topics for us, like TL said, games kind of run on this concept. There's so many examples right. of it mm -hmm. that we almost have trouble picking the top five because, like, well, there's so many to choose from. Where do we begin? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. there's a lot of uh, examples, and we we had a lot of trouble, like right up to the the wire with this one. It's like, wait, does this one really count? Oh shit, what about this other game? Stuff yeah. like that. Um, because games th games thrive on that. I think even more mm -hmm. than storytelling, because if you're playing a game with new mechanics and new physics, it's a great way to like narratively introduce that this character has no idea how to look up so that's right. why you need mm -hmm. to know to move the right, right analog it, yeah stick. it explains tutorials away yeah, um, don't reload with fallen into a strange and unfamiliar new world where he has to look up 
<laughs> you, do, you don't ro- you don't reload with X or square, so we really got to explain this. Well, well, like one example that we removed that is on a lot of these lists, um, we removed Kingdom Hearts because the more we talked about it, Kingdom Hearts, you would think like, oh yeah, well that that game like is nothing but Isekai because you're always dropping into new Disney worlds, but it doesn't really count because you, you're a character from one fantasy world dropping into other fantasy worlds, and eventually you're flying there. You're not just getting sucked into those worlds. You're, yes. you're flying a gummy yeah. ship. To, if you to think those about where Sora's from, it's it's really sad. Some evil god set him and his best friend on an island with one girl, and there's three houses, and <laughs> it's, about, it's about an acre. Soon, uh, soon they will fight. Yes, uh, it's just just totally evil. It's, yeah. It looks like it's a reality maybe, show in and of Maybe itself. the entire series is just a metaphor for Sora and, and Riku fighting over the one girl on the island. A, cl- yeah, a clever person... They're boyfriends. Let, well, yeah, let's be real. If you get Warren Spector to work on Kingdom Hearts 4, it could be an un- just his land is an unfinished Disney project. Moana with white people. <laughs> uh, I, I would say the other one that was brought up was Undertale. Um, mm. And I would... Contest that is not a different world because while the monsters like they are monsters and it's a different land, it is literally underground. It is not a separate world. The monsters and the humans live mm-hmm. together at some right point, in and the fiction the of that world. You're right. Uh, You're right. It's, it's underground where where we canonically the Looney Tunes live. Uh, yes. This is, this, space is, jam. this is my yes. Every episode I have TL explain Space Jam and why it's good. And and I thought <laughs> Far Cry Three might be a good candidate, except like technically it's in the real world, but I mean you yeah. do fall out of the sky into an unfamiliar land. You're captured by pirates and immediately become the darling of the locals who are mounting a resistance and think that you're their chosen one to help liberate the. It checks all the boxes. Except that it's in the real world. Except it's on Earth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I see. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, games are games are good with this. Yeah, games games have a lot of this, and we will get in. So, so this is not a definitive list. I should probably say that I tried to go between like, oh well, we got to have this, and but I really like this. So let's just get into them right after this. If you're a content creator like the good folks here at Laser Time, you know how inefficient and demanding the creative process can be. Sometimes you just want a huge library of content to pull from and you need that perfect clip, image, sound, or piece of music. Well, good news. Storyblocks is here to help creators like you bring all your stories to life without sacrificing your vision due to time, budget, or resources. Storyblocks gives you access to a huge demand-driven library of 4K or HD footage, After Effects and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more to give you everything you need to bring your stories to life. are royalty free so you can use your downloaded content anywhere for commercial and personal use their unlimited all access plan gives you unlimited downloads from over 1 million assets in their library including things like the background music you're hearing in this very ad right now so whether you're a seasoned content creator or someone just dabbling with your first YouTube or Twitch channel, Storyblocks offers a selection of flexible subscriptions that fit every budget and scale to give you all the content and tools you need to focus on what's important to you, creating. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at storyblocks.com slash VGA. That's storyblocks.com slash VGA. And we're back to talk about what? Why do you feel the need to qualify the list after how many years of podcasting that this is know. not the definitive Nobody's list of Isekai games? Nobody cares. <laughs> you know what? I'll put my stamp. This is T.L. Foster's definitive Ooh, list of definitive Isekai, Isekai games. Yeah, right. come at T.L. listeners. <laughs> I'm well, signing off on that, yes. Yeah, all right. definitive list. Fine. Thirded. Uh, let's get this to a notary. Uh, pause the show for five minutes. You heard okay, him, Michael we're back. Thirded. Let's just jump in with number five. 
Matt knows what this is. <laughs> well, it's not yeah. speak, so it can't be stopped. I, I I love those sounds. That's Graveyard Keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. This is an entry I sort of fought for because I like having unexpected entries on these lists, and this is a personal favorite because this is basically Stardew Valley, except instead of being a farmer, you're uh, well, you're, you're a graveyard keeper, mm-hmm. um, and you Different do weird kind things of that. Farmer. A, yeah, you, you do things that a graveyard keeper would do, like you um, harvest organs from corpses and then dump the bodies no. in the river where no one can find them. Mm-hmm. And it's no, but I love... no, you tend immaculate graves and keep them very nice so that people keep coming to your 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 cathedral every weekend mm-hmm. to hear your sermons, and then it generates faith that you use for something I forget. Maybe you do that. I dump them in the river. Um, my favorite part about this being isekai is normally in isekai there's kind of a warm-up period, like, where am I? Oh, I, I need to learn the rules of this world. This game dumps you in there, and you're like, okay, yeah. You embrace it, like, right, the talking donkey talks to you, and you embrace it right away, like, yes, I am, yes. this is, I am a graveyard keeper, a, this a, is my role here. A donkey talks and is also a socialist. This is, <laughs> yes. this is fine. This I think is he's normal. a communist, isn't yeah, he? No, you're yeah. right, he is a communist. You need to see the means of production, Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking commie donkey. Uh, no, it's, this game is, is wonderful. As, as a Stardew Valley enthusiast who's yeah. put hundreds of hours into that game, uh, graveyard keeper, is just as fun and just if you like a little bit more of a weird zany sense of humor but also like i think we talked about it in game of the year a few years ago it has a lot more systems than stardew valley does like it layers on some systems so that it can be very fidgety which i quite liked about the game um yeah i don't know like this is this is a great great yeah, version th- there are some moments where you just like okay i've got my iron in the smelter i've got this and this other thing and you realize like i'm just waiting for a bunch of timers to tick down this is basically yeah. a facebook game and yeah. then you get your stuff and it's just like oh it's it's fun now okay i'm not worried about that anymore. it's fun again yeah, but but yeah it's, it's like a fucked up stardew valley parody and the way you get into this world which is technically sort of the real world sometime in in the middle ages but you are in the modern day and this happens Your phone rings. It's someone you care about. I forgot about that. Are you driving? No, you're crossing the street and somebody hits you because you're not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, Put put it on the pedestrian then. Yeah. Truck somewhere strikes again. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when you walk and text people. This is why this has been my cause 13 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, you wake up in some sort of limbo and a stranger in black tells you that like, oh, well, you get to be a graveyard keeper in the Middle Ages now. And you're like, but I have to get back to my love. And he's like, well, you'd better be a really good graveyard keeper then. (laughs) Somehow this will reunite you. So yeah, something will happen there. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And I, I love it that, yeah, we, we, like we said, there's like talking, What's the talking skull guy that's like underneath your house? Yeah, Jerry. He's he's like your tutorial guide. He'll, you dig him up and he helps you out and gradually he'll remember things that, uh, might relate to your individual plight. He might have had something like that on his own at some point. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You will meet a bunch of different people around town. My personal favorite being the nightclub singer, Ms. or or the, sorry, the tavern singer, Ms. Charm. Poisson. 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 
She just sort of speaks in this like pseudo French. Uh, Is she saying croissant? Yeah, like, yes. croissant. <laughs> it's it's like when Mario, the Mario and Luigi games, just have them spouting out Italian foods mm-hmm. randomly. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of racist. <laughs> it's just, uh, they they sent me an croissant. email. I said it was okay. Oh, okay, I can they do that. With, they checked with Chris, the mayor of Italians. The mayor of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> the king of all Italians. It's yeah. Maiore. Come on, king of all Italians. Please give me that Howard Stern moniker. <laughs> Show me your noodles. Yeah. Show me your noodles. But, <laughs> Show me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a fun one. You go back in time, you adjust quickly to life as a body desecrator and grave tender, and uh, you get to sell hamburgers made from uh, reclaimed meat. And uh, it's it's. It's weird and morbid. A little bit of Sweeney Todd in there. There's all kinds of Yeah, hell of a lot of fun. You don't actually kill anybody, but you do, uh, you know, reuse them, recycle them. I I like this because I I never could really get into Star 2 because of its odd sincerity and just like uh, really care about this village. It has a sense of humor. I don't mean to say it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But then like, yeah, this game being like a streamlined, just a more streamlined version of Stardew Valley would be awesome. And yeah, w- it's what's that with, with more, it's more obvious systems, but yeah. then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, but it, it is basically very close to Stardew Valley. Also, it's on Game Pass just because, uh, we can't go a show without shilling for that at least once. I, f- I forgot. And the, but there's an expansion and that's the thing mm. I want to go back for. I never played any of the DLC expansions. So. Mm. It's, it's all half price on Steam for the next 10 days. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe. Neat. Lunar New Year sell, baby. Anyway, let's move along to... Number four. Oh, man. Gotta get this thing moving. Let's see here. Dear evil, messed up demon powers of darkness uh, and unimaginable evil. Please transport me off this awesome corpse pile. I am but a visitor in your strange world. Jack Black's talking. What game is it? Psychonauts 2. Bro Legends. Yes. Yes. With game Lemmy. I worked on. Brutal yeah, Legend with the superfluous umlaut, so it would actually be Brutal Legend. Uh, yes. Yeah. This this was secretly, I mean, Ghostbusters was big, don't get me wrong, but this was secretly the coolest thing that Vivendi was working on prior to the Activision acquisition thing that they the let Activision go. Activision fire sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they let go, and I'm like, that was foolish of them. Yeah. Wasn't it supposed to be like a Guitar Hero style game at some point? Like use the instruments and everything? I there, thought it, I heard it was supposed to use the instrument, but not entirely. That Not all the gameplay. So, yeah. The, basically, someone had an idea like, hey, what if we approached Activision and, and tried to do a little thing where you could use the guitar controller for certain segments in this game, and it never panned out. But that, that was an idea at one point, sure. Man, it's almost like anything other than an annualized sequel didn't interest Activision. I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> Instead, we got those amazing RTS segments that everybody loved. Yeah, so this is this is one half like one of the best Zelda clones ever made, and one of the worst RTSs I've ever played. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's like RTS mixed with tower defense. It's just yeah, the the boss battles I believe right. Those are the big RTS segments. It's yeah, like you're yeah. basically fighting battles against the boss and their minions in it. It's not that. It's not great. <laughs> it's not Those great. parts it's... aren't. But but the part of the game that I like that you know diminishes more and more the further you get in is just the like again the Zelda style roaming this big like semi open world hitting things with an axe using your guitar to unleash I think spells and stuff like that like uh, lightning attacks 
and you get like a car that you can summon pretty much anywhere. It'll, yeah. it'll just come to you and you drive around. But, uh, it's, it's a story of Eddie Riggs, a big burly roadie who has to work in a heavy metal scene that's kind of left him behind because all these new acts suck. They're all just like whiny emo kids, uh, calling themselves metal and churning out unsatisfying power ballads. And so during a show, Eddie gets crushed when a scaffold collapses and this giant steel sculpture comes to life and starts roaring and kills the band. And when he wakes up, he's in a strange new world. The axe. So you come for it as well. No, but these guys jumped, man. Hang on. And it was just sitting there, so. You handle it very naturally. Yeah, that's kind of strange, isn't it? I've never touched an axe before. Who are you? Uh, right shoulder. We've got to get out of here before he arrives. Yeah. Wait, before who arrives? Emperor Diviculus. Who? Emperor Diviculus. Ah. Where are you from? It's kind of hard to say. Um, I kind of live on the road. Yeah. It's sort of from everywhere. Uh. This game, never, never played this game. This just seems like the video game version of the song The Metal. By yeah. D. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's yeah. why yeah. he, yeah. he was cast. Okay. Pretty yeah. much. It's, even even okay. like I don't know if you've seen some of their newer videos because even I'm surprised when I haven't seen. It. I drove six hours to see Tenacious D in like 1999, but I, so I'm I'm shocked when I see a new video. But they have one interviewing a roadie, and the roadie is Danny McBride. <laughs> wow! And, and oh yeah, really? Yeah. But he, yeah, he's the roadie that like is all coked up and stuff like that, and like yeah. steals from them. And, and it's like a music right. video, but it's seven minutes long for a two-minute song. Jesus! And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mostly because they're talking to Danny McBride. Righteous <laughs> Gemstones rules. This game is—it's like they—they they talk about it as like, oh, I'm in the distant past now. This is the Middle Ages. It's like, no, this is a world in- clearly inspired by like metal album covers. Uh, it's got a bunch of different like high-profile musicians. Ozzy's in it. Uh, Rob Halford, I think, plays General Lion White. He's uh, mm-hmm. one of the the villains uh, who who like flies around with his big flappy hair metal hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this game has Lemmy in it. Fucking yeah, Lemmy it's got is Lemmy. in the game. It's got it's Ozzy. Ozzy's in it. Yeah, it's it's got all the metal and yeah, rock it's people. Got you Kyle Gass is like a recruitable guy who will fight for you during the RTS segments. Uh, who, will, who will play the instruments for you? Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you guys like Kyle Gass? Like I I ran into Kyle Gass. I was at an Oasis concert, and he was just kind of walking around the stadium with his people. But he's he's such a short guy, and he's so portly. He's just like a little bowling ball, just kind of strolling, like I, leading with his belly, like a good four feet in front of him. I'm like. He's like the only celebrity in the world I hope is a raging prick. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense, but I love he, I love KG so much. He was more prickish than Jack Black was when I came across Jack Black in my Hollywood days. Like Kyle really? Gass was a little because I was like Rage Cage, and he's just like yes, like ra- the did like the King wave, like yes, I tis me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you're Kyle Gass, you look like a regular dude, so like you're not. The celebrity guy, right? So, to like, me, I he get was. It. To me, he was. Yeah. yeah. Jack Black is a man created in a lab to constantly entertain to the point where it looks exhausting to me now. I'm just glad Airborne's Jack Black was able to find a career in video game voiceovers. <laughs> I love Airborne so much. <laughs> Airborne's so good. Yeah, it's so trying. good. You mean Neverending Story Three's Jack Black? Oh my God! You're right. <laughs> but, wasn't that this his is, first role? He was like one of the bullies. He is the main bully. Oh, yeah. Neverending Story this Three. This is this is a, appropriate I, I, that he would be in an isekai game. I think I had to tell this in thirty twenty ten talking about juice. But if you, the old podcast we used to do, we did two hundred episodes, 
and in 2008, it was really difficult. We were, we would open with a pop culture reference to video games, which hadn't actually happened that many times. Like it really didn't. The Simpsons had done it 15 years ago, and that was kind of the first. And I finally I remembered. Oh, Airborne! Before Jack Black has a conniption fit in Airborne, he references the Nintendo Entertainment System like. In a way, I've never heard a human being do in a movie before. <laughs> Play Nintendo on my NES. And then I fucking, yeah, yeah! Like, <laughs> it's one uh, of those just, movies that I watched a lot for some reason in the late 90s. Because it was on HBO every seven seconds. And, like, I thought I was the only one who knew about oh. Airborne. I'm like, this is, like, the secret movie that has Jack Seth Black. Seth Green's in. best movie. It's so good. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> Yeah, Seth Green does. He's pretty good in that movie. Here's some more Jack Black talking about how he ended up in this world. You were brought here by Orma Godin, the eternal fire beast? The cremator of the sky. Destroyer of the ancient world. Yeah, I accidentally got a little blood in its mouth and it totally went nuts on me. There are those who speak of a day when Orma Godin, the fire beast, shall bring a warrior into this world. To destroy us. To deliver us. There is some dispute about the translation. There's that chosen one narrative again, but yeah, he has mm -hmm. a... Eddie has a belt buckle that is like the sacred symbol of Ormagodon, and when he dies, some of his blood gets in his mouth, and it uh, transports him to this world. So I like that half the villains in this game have names that sound like nicknames for your dick. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Mangus, Diviculus, and Fleetus. Like these are all dick names. Yeah. Let's be uh, as as someone who's gotten really into Dungeons and Dragons and DM games, this just seems like somebody. Yeah, this is just Dungeons and Dragons. Like everyone sounds yeah. so professional and then it's like yeah i'm also one of the people who are here it is it is, okay. it is a D, &D campaign a little bit because it, it, it's yeah. channeling those old metal album covers right where it's like a mm -hmm. dude riding a winged dragon to fight a giant spider on you know and all that yes. shit like that that's that's what the, it's that come to life you know and i love it for that yeah it's a game that makes me want to listen to more metal indeed well speaking of games that i wish had a more metal soundtrack number three I heard some Final Fantasy chirps in there and some UI oh, deeds. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, this game fucking rules. What game is it? <laughs> uh, this is Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. Uh, very specific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God yeah, damn, can no. you just do that when I do something right in real life? Does someone play that behind me, please? <laughs> yeah. You flush uh, the toilet and put the seat down. I'd probably hear it more often if you said it as the thing that happens when my phone hits low power mode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it is not just a GBA version of Final Fantasy Tactics. They came up with like an entirely new story and game system. The, the game system is that, it, like, every battle revolves around a, a judge appears who's like an armored referee sitting on a chocobo, and he will set some arbitrary rule for your engagement. And it's just like, okay, nobody can use items during this match, and if you try to use an item to heal yourself, this will happen. Blows a whistle, runs up, delivers a red card... And then that character is sent to prison. Just like yeah. in real life. 
<laughs> it was it's such a really cool thing like of kind of the inverse like the judge system is really cool and it became then known as like the system in uh the evil lance which is this is all in the evil lance world uh thing um and but like you can also play with the judge rules like because you can you can buy different cars that can change what the rules are mm. you know before the battle starts it's really cool but it's an isekai because your main character and his friends get sucked into this storybook yeah. world, <laughs> including a guy who's dealing with his alcoholic father. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's not just that they get sucked into it. It's that they are reading about, they're, they're like reading some sort of magic book that has a spell. One of them reads a spell aloud and then like, what would, if, if anything could come to life, if you could go live in a video game, what would it be? And it's like, I like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Let's go live in Final Fantasy. <laughs> and then they go to sleep that night and you get to watch the entire world transform around them. And yeah, people turn into monsters, buildings change their shape, and when you wake up in the morning, it's a completely new fantasy world that you're in. Imagine the disappointment to most Final Fantasy fans if you're like, I want to live in Final Fantasy, and then it ends up being Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, Ooh, oh, Jesus it's not Christ. not the same. I wanted Monkey's Final paw. Fantasy Seven. I wanted... Monkey's to, Paw. I wanted to... <laughs> like, okay, I was a fledged... I was a kind of a novice to Final Fantasy person at this point, but Tactics is... Was more well regarded by Final Fantasy fans than most Final Fantasy. No, games. it's yeah. it, no, it, it's a greatly reviewed game. I just, you know, it's not. I mean, it's a spin off of Final Fantasy. The combat system is yeah. totally different. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's a different game. It's 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 Ogre Battle, right? Like Ogre yeah. Battle is yes. the yeah. progenitor of all of this, which is why cannot wait for Triangle Strategy. Uh, you know, you know Michael, I was thinking the reverse of this game would be something like Pixel Ripped, where like the game world comes out and takes over. Like puts itself on the real world to you, like that VR game, right? Where you're like playing a handheld, and all of a sudden there's like a game system around you or something. It's yeah, little 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 sort bit of, of. spin on that concept. Yeah, not quite the same. I also didn't realize because I never played the sequel to this, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics A2: Grimoire of the Rift on DS. <laughs> what? Um, Easy to Google. Shut up. Love Just it. stop Love the, the, the the hero in that has he like wears a beret and suspenders and his weapon is a giant pizza cutter and seeing that just drained all the interest in playing it out of me. But then uh checking it out today realizing oh it's also an isekai where mm -hmm. this time the main character is like he finds magic book at his school library and starts reading it and realizes like hey half the pages are blank and then it's like the he flips to the end and it's like the hero who will fill these pages is and it's like, well, I always wanted to write in a library book. And so he, like, writes his own name. And uh, then he wakes up in this strange new world after falling through a hole, whatever. Uh, yeah, that one's good. That one's yeah. a really good... It's not as good as... Like, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is probably the best version of those games. Like, War of the Lions is a really good mm -hmm. advanced game. But Tactics uh, uh, Tactics Advance is really good. But A2, not a bad game. Wait, not, wears, a, really, wears... not a bad game. A beret and suspenders, is he like rerun from what's happening? Is that I what know. he's carrying? Like find... a, a white uh. teenage version of rerun? <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. hey. Like, uh, yeah, Lori, if Lori Petty dressed as <laughs> rerun for Halloween. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I love that we're only appealing to like a very specific subset of our yeah, audience. I went, I went back even further with my uh, female celebrity on purpose. 
I no, I there. I have a soft spot in my heart for games that acknowledge video games in the game world. Like I think that's one of the reason I love the Yakuza games is because they have the arcades and stuff. R.I.P. Sega yeah. with the arcades, but, but, but uh, it's not many games that reference their own franchises. Like <laughs> Kiryu is never like, yes, I also enjoy the Yakuza games. That Ryu Gagotoku games. He should. No, I mean that's, that's some last like action hero shit. That like, really oh is. no, someone else plays me in this version. <laughs> right. yeah, I want Jack Slater in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. It's a lot of fun. If you have access to GBA hardware or something like that. Look, I'm telling you, I've been restoring arcade crap, mm-hmm. or I was, about a year ago. The next thing I want to build for some reason is just, like, a badass GBA. Do with it. With everything on you it. Mean, with I, just, I, like, I, a I, Raspberry Pi? Uh, it's, it's more, it's more, because the build can be just as fun as the games you end up playing on mm-hmm. it. And I think the, my favorite thing to hold was a as a console was the Game Boy SP, which yeah. also had some of the the best fucking RPGs that I either missed or had some enhanced Square version like this one that introduced me to like something of Mana or a Final Fantasy game. I would love to go and replay that kind of stuff on. I say on the go, but in more bite-sized doses than yeah. some modern on the game. shitter. Yeah. 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 Or the analog pocket is a good like I. People who've gotten their hands on the analog pocket really, really do swear by it. Like, yeah. it's really good. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'd, I'd rather modern SP. Like, my, no, I get it. Oh, and, and here's another thing you could do: just play an SP, but get a flash cart. Yes, fill it up yes, with games. But, who cares? But also, uh, but like a better battery. Like, if you haven't seen like some of the people who mod this stuff, it can get pretty fucking awesome. And like, I love what I did with my little arcade cabinets. And I also, this is neither here nor there. Shifting nostalgia. I think when people started listening to us, we're like, oh, man, the NES. And now I'm just like, Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. That's Those were the days. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was, I wanted I to ask 20. you guys, you, you played these. I'm assuming you played both Tactics and then this. Is this regarded as the better Final Fantasy Tactics game? out, Or is the original PSX? Still I've never heard yeah. that. I would, say, I would say probably, if you're going to buy Tactics games, the definitive is... The War of the Lions remake that was on PSP. That is considered the definitive way of playing Final Fantasy Tactics. This Advance is like right up there though. Mm, Advance okay. is really well regarded. Like I said, that judge system is really great. And to the point where they kept the judge idea into Final Fantasy 12, like it just became a part of Evilies. Yep. Like they were not a part of Tactics and they became a part of the Evilies. Final system. Fantasy 12. Here comes the judge expansion. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That is a that is a laughing reference for all you yeah, folks from the sixties. Wow, I'm, I'm, it's not I'm the first time you've made it. I have no idea. I, know, I, I know. don't know what laughing Shock is. Socket to Matt. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Man, sorry. Uh, How do you get a laughing reference? You're not that fucking old either. Nick at night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not everybody around. grew up with Nick at night. <laughs> Rerunning laughing. Yeah, I guess TV Land for yeah, those yeah, people. Is that is that still a thing? Dick and Night and TV Land are still things, yes. Okay. But TV yes. Land, I think, right now is running the Hughleys, so that should make you feel good. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> King of Queens. Like, I think the last time I saw them, they running King oh, of Queens. Uh, this is depressing me. Let's move on. Number two. So this is your world. Ah, home at last. But there's a tidy way to go yet. Hey, Mr. Drippy, that was pretty neat just now, huh? Oh, that herd of Hulk. Enjoy your first encounter with the majestic wildlife of our mysterious world, did you? Uh-huh. Huh? Jeepers. Oh, Nickers! Where did he spring from? Uh, What'd he say? Uh, 
What do we do? He's gonna lick the big softies just now. He's itching for a fight. Proper savage. What are you saying? He's gonna lick the big softies? Uh, <laughs> I would not repeat anything that guy said until I figure out what he said. In the yes, there. I mean, if any game needed a, a version to just put on the Japanese subtitles, like. I get people like Drippy, but I don't like yeah. that Scottish bro from Nino Cooney. Yeah, speaking uh, of game. unfortunate <laughs> names, uh, nicknames for your dick, Mr. Drippy is yeah, right up there. Either a nickname for your dick or a rapist clown. Mr. Drippy. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the I mean, it there. was like, did they almost have Billy Connolly signed and then just was like, nah, this guy will be fine. Cause it's, yeah, Mr. Drippy oh, yeah. has this weird quasi Scottish accent, but, uh, Nino Cooney, there's actually both games are great examples of isekais, yes, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. uh, yeah, I, w- I wanted to talk about one than the other. Um, so Nino Cooney made it, made a big splash. I think it was made, uh, in collaboration with Studio Ghibli. Like mm-hmm. they worked on the animation and such. And yeah. it has a very, very Ghibli esque feel. Uh, it is mm-hmm. set probably sometime roughly in the fifties in a, in a city that is, Inspired heavily by Detroit, I think it's Italy? called. Oh, sorry, what? No, I was going to say Italy for yeah. Ghibli, but I've... <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah, like Motor Motor Town. Is yeah, Motor Motor Town. Yeah, Motor Town. I think it's yeah. it's Hotroit in the Japanese version, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that translates too easily as Hotroit, uh, so maybe not. But uh, Hotroit. Yeah, but that that the the imbalance in voice acting between the guy who mm. does Drippy and that fucking kid. Oh my, listen to this. What it is, is, there's more worlds out there than this one by you. There's what you might call parallel worlds, see? They're like worlds along by the side of your one. And one of those worlds is my world. That's right, a whole nother world. Another world? This quick you are. And I, that is the Lord High Lord of the Fairies, the reason I'm by you in this world of yours, well, it's because there's a proper bad apple trying to upset the peace of both our worlds, see? Shaddaa, the Dark Jinn, his name is, and what he did was he took over people's hearts and spread war and ruin all over our world. Tried to stand up to him, I did, and he turned me into a flipping doll and kicked me out of our world and into yours, the rotter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you just got, you've been covering your face this whole time. So... It's I really love I really love uh the Disney reboot of DuckTales and when I hear Drippy I just hear Flintheart Glomgold who is like a person who is South African doing a really bad Scottish accent and I just hear that and it's but, hilarious But that's the good voice actor in this scene because yeah. that kid yeah. is No, you're so right because the kid's just yeah, I'm yeah. A oh. It reminds me if if you haven't seen that SNL sketch the host is James McAvoy uh Professor X for you dumb nerds out there. Uh, and he is an air, ta- an air traffic controller trying to guide a crashing plane filled with Nicki Minaj's like influencer crew, even though Nicki Minaj isn't on the plane. I need you to hit the brune button. It's brune. <laughs> and like just trying to guide a plane in through the rain in the thickest Scottish accent. That's what that reminds me Heed of. I need it. down. Sub- oh, he's going to go no, cry himself to sleep on his you. humongous pillow. Like I said, the kid does suck. Like the kid's just like, uh huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's it's, uh-huh. well, it's the, really bad. The, the plot of this one is so that this kid, uh, like you, you spend, I think, a while with this kid, just like seeing his daily life and everything. And he gets the, he has this stuffed uh, doll, and mm. his his mother ends up, I think, dying after she saves him from drowning. But then, like yeah. it's it's revealed she has some injury or illness or something. Her heart gives out. Her, she has a yeah. weak heart. Her mm-hmm. heart gives out. She dies. And the little boy cries and his tears fall on the doll and free it. It becomes Drippy, the king of the fairies. And he finds the kid finds out that like the world that Drippy comes from 
is like parallel to the point where there are doppelgangers of everyone in this world. And he sees in that a possibility like he might be able to bring his mother back to life. So he, he yeah. goes into the other world and becomes embroiled in this big thing where like, oh, the dark djinn and the white witch are trying to take over and destroy everything and you've got to stop them. So it's but like it, he never they never saw Spider-Verse. Unbelievable. Never. Yeah. Well, it also like deals with very mature that. themes because you're like, well, the kid's mom just died. Is this all happening in his head that his mm -hmm. stuffed animal right. came to life and is leading him into this fantasy yeah. world? It's kind of like Silent Hill that way, but then it happens to other people. So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of Ghibli to a T, though, like a, a dream made real. Mm -hmm. Right. With, yeah. With without act structures or. We should also like say Mr. Drippy. Mr. Drippy has like a nose ring that's also an oil lamp just like mm -hmm. hanging from his nose. That's, it's yeah, the weirdest Ghibli. character Ghibli design. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's extremely yeah. Ghibli. The the sequel is a bit less Ghibli, but more to the point. Uh it yeah. updates the either instead of like the forties or fifties, whenever the original is supposed to be set, it updates it to the modern day, and you get to be Mr. President. We'll be arriving shortly, Mr. President. <sighs> Motorcade. See a missile streaking toward your city. Huh? Uh, I don't know. This game fucking starts up with the president's motorcade getting blown to shit by a nuclear bomb, dude. It's like. It doesn't waste any time. Yeah. First so minute of that game. You're the president in this game? You, you are. It's, the president. And it's the weirdest setting. And you so, wake so up. this game and Metal Gear are the only ones yeah. where, like, your main characters become president. Yeah, I think we we <laughs> talked about this years ago on, like, playable presidents. And, like, you know, yeah, Metal Wolf, Chaos. Um, but, uh... Richard! So, you... <laughs> you wake up in the other world, and you're about, like, 30 years younger, and you yeah. you look like, you know, ponytailed Han Solo in a cool suit or something, and this yeah. this little kid is menacing you with a knife. I'm Evan Betty Whisker Tildrum, king of Ding Dong Dell. Who is you? Never mind who. The question Sorry. is where. He just said Ding Dong Dell. Which, which is a city from the first game. Yes. Like that, I yeah. just got done laughing at the Rudolph cry. I'm the king of Ding-a-ling. You cannot <laughs> do that to me. Man. It has, like, this game has some weird tenuous links to the first one. And, and like Michael said, yeah. it's like, it's just Ghibli enough to kind of be Ghibli without getting sued because we no longer work with Ghibli on mm -hmm. the second one. Yeah, it's... they were pretty coy about that. Was that finally confirmed in the second one? They weren't yeah, no, yeah. Involved? yeah Studio did. Ghibli backed out after the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. So like they did well. They did that one. They did the uh, DS one, which is the Trial of the White Witch or whatever. They, they probably the looked at video game development and like they probably looked at video game development and were like, "This is too short a process." Going back to animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but, I um. But the I, weird I will thing say... is that that character Evan Petty Whisker Tildrum, he's like a little little blonde boy with like cat ears, and he is a descendant of a king that you meet in the first game, who's like. This gigantic fat cat king who, uh, I, I've got a clip of him here, Tom Tildrum. A pleasure to meet you, you are meow -justy. So it was you who delivered one's treasure back to one? That's right. I yes, you are meow -justy. Hmm. And you yeah. wish for a prize? Hmm? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, don't they reference, it's either him or his descendant. They reference that, like, they tried to poison his dad, but the poison didn't take effect because he was too big. He was, he was too, too portly. Uh, no, I, one thing, uh, the difference between these games, the combat system in two is way improved two. from, from yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's actually good and playable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I, have, I, I, I'm assuming the regular Nino Kuni has like a 16 hour intro before you can hit so a uh, Michael warned me, and cause I wanted to play these before we talked about them on the show, but it but took the, me an hour de- to reach gameplay in, in the first one. The demo did not. And I remember I got the demo, I'm like, I cannot wait, uh, fucking, Love the pedigree happening here. Big Ghibli fan. Let's do this. And I have ne- I am dumb. Listeners know that by now. I, I could not wrap my head around like a, a, what do you call it? An immediate, like download the demo. Boom. Start the, uh, controller demo. Like what the fuck is any of this? Like this, it was wait. I have never had a demo turn me off of buying a game that it's, I was it's turn based com it's turn based combat with some real time elements. So like you tell it, okay, attack with, you know, whatever, and then it plays out in real time with a weird timer system and there's like mm. counterattacks I, and there's depth there, but it feels I think the, so terrible. The demo was like, let's teach people how to play this as fast as possible. I'm guessing the regular game teaches you some of this slowly. And this is just like of? all at all at once. Here's a shitload of controller diagrams. And I remember my girlfriend was looking like, because she's a big Ghibli fan. Like, is this is this fun? Are we are we playing the game yet? And like, no, no, we're reading about how to play the game. It's been like <laughs> ten minutes in the game. Yeah. Like, it, it was excruciating. It was the it was one of the worst demos I've ever played. Wow. I remember yeah. at the time because it was talked about like, oh, this is the Pokemon killer because like it's still the same thing. Like, you get these little sprites. They are essentially like Pokemon, right? And mm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what if Pokemon? You could actually control the Pokemon and you could move it around. And I just remembered, oh, okay, I want to give this game a shot. And I remember playing it, and I think I like I got like ten hours in. And I was just like, no. I'm good. This mm. not for me. You not didn't want good. To, didn't yeah, like you don't want to dedicate another forty to finish that game at that point. Yeah, yeah. So the first game kind of does a lot of what I don't like about modern JRPGs, and the second one does a lot of what I used to really like about JRPGs. And that so that yeah, the first one it's a little bit bloated. It's got a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of exposition early on. It sort of starts the game assuming that you already care about the characters. And aren't really that interested in gameplay. Um, Press X to hear about the entire world! Yes, yeah. (laughs) And then the sequel just kind of puts you in the thick of it immediately. It's got much faster pacing. Uh, It kind of reminded me a lot of, like, the old Sui Koden games. Uh, And it's, Mm -hmm. it's also got a really interesting conceit in that, like, so you, as the president, are the advisor to this deposed prince, Evan Petty Whiskertildrum, and you are traveling around making friends and basically trying to build an army to fight against the people who unseated you. But you're doing this through like friendly conquest. You're going around to different monarchs and saying, you should join with me and we should become one nation. And they're like, I'm skeptical of this. Ah, you, What can you really do for me? And then you defeat the thing that's def- that's threatening them. And they're like, you're absolutely right. I will join with you. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's got good vibes, I guess, which is. I, I think both games do. They kind yeah. of have like a nice vibe, good vibe feeling. Mm-hmm. Although the enemies you're trying to fight in the second one are like the mouse something kingdom, which don't tell Republicans because they'll fucking ban, they'll ban that shit. You mm-hmm. know, like they don't, they don't want you reading about the yes, mouse, yes. anything mouse mm-hmm. related. No, but, uh, no, no. It better make my mouse sexy. 
<laughs> well, fucking put a please, in my mouth. <laughs> please tell me you have a clip of my favorite part of two is because you're a president from the future. Uh, in combat, you can fucking pull out a gat and just blast on fools. That's like true. in this, that's in true. This you, you show kingdom. up in this world with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> like it's your first so enemies are like, hey, let's hit him with our swords. Like, no, nah, I don't think so. But it's like Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's so great. And it, and it avoids, so not expecting I, I, it. I might be remembering wrong, but I kind of feel like thinking it avoids the usual JRPG trope of like guns are actually gu- guns are like shooting someone with an airsoft gun. It does very little damage. Uh, where this is like, no, the, your gun is actually a pretty effective weapon. It's, it's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gun. If you could go back to medieval times with a gun, you would be the king of the world. Mm-hmm. It's just like, <laughs> and so you no, shall be. Gun. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell if it's like, you know, some of that fantasy stuff is like, oh, well, we have flintlock pistols here, so this just must be a very advanced flintlock. I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if they had pistols in the world or if you just are the only one, but uh, yeah. they cer- they certainly don't like say anything about it when you're like oh i can equip this on my little armband weapon equipter thing like sure yeah you got a pistol cool yeah do that yeah yeah use your pistol fine um anyway we should wrap this up with our I don't have to tell anyone what this is. You all well, I couldn't tell what it was. Can, no. can you go back and play this song so that can happen again so we can tell what it is? It's Majora's Mask. This is Majora's, yes. Majora's Mask. Uh, this is the last Zelda game I played with my mom, like sat down and played with my mom all the way through. Nice. Um, you would think I would have nice, nice things to think about, say about this game. A really yeah, good game to, that I do not spend, like. You had to spend 70 hours with your mom in a confusing ass game. <laughs> uh, uh, no, cause my mom bought pre My mom is, my mom is, my mom likes video games, but does not like to be, uh, frustrated by video games. She is a very quick, oh, is there a prima guide? Okay, I'm buying that. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought yeah, the whole time she just complained like, this is just an asset swap. This is, they're just yeah. reusing assets I mean, from that, the last that, game. That is literally what they did. They reused assets yeah. so they could turn around a new game quickly. And, you know, this this is a little bit of a departure from the rest of the isekais on this list. Like, they're all like, somebody comes from Earth into a fantasy realm. This is somebody dropping from fantasy realm into other fantasy realm. But Majora's Mask is not the only time that Link has done this. Like, he's hmm. he's had a couple of successful isekais. I think maybe I like this other one quite a bit better. <laughs> Pleasant Village. Was that? Yeah. Is that the new Link's Awakening? Yes, that is, is the, the new yeah. Link's Awakening. Yes. Which it feels like, feels a... like playing through a little diorama or something. It's such a strange-looking sure. game. I, I heard somebody's <laughs> daughter, that was her first Zelda. Hmm. Oh, wow. So she had a new distinction... Uh, when she saw another Zelda, I'm like, ooh, this isn't Smooth Link. <laughs> smooth, <laughs> smooth Link? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And, and, then he, and then he walked across a set of lights and threw his hat aside. Yet another unfortunate Link. nickname for a dick. My Smooth Link down there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I now I'm just imagining her going from that to uh, to this creepy horse shit. Oh! <laughs> 
Majora's Mask has the weird distinction of like one of the most famous creepypastas on the net is about mm. it. Like oh, ben, yeah, Ben Drowned. Ben Drowned, yeah. Yeah. And like that only made it creepier. Like, this was already a, a very strange, very unsettling game. Like, it takes takes familiar things and makes them sort of twisted and ugly. Uh, it there's there's something it like you can sometimes get the sense like there's something unwholesome under the surface here. There's something not quite right about any of this. Yeah, it's and, just an off game. Yeah. It's an like, off game, but it's it's also off putting. Yeah, that's what I mean by off. Like I mean off. Like yeah, it's just an off putting game. Like I remember, so when you beat the temples, like the giants step up, and I just mm-hmm. remember seeing the first one. I'm just like, what the f-? like? Literally, just like what the fuck is this weird like sh- like fry guy, mm-hmm. but with like long arms, oh, yeah. motherfucker. That is like it's just like. What is this? Yeah, just strange designs. But uh yeah, it's it's heavily inspired by I guess, you know, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland that Link is uh chasing somebody who's running away from him who falls down a hole and uh wakes up and gets transformed into this awful creature, this um Deku scrub. And it, it turns out like, oh, it's just a mask. He can eventually take it off and start transforming when he puts on other masks. But uh, he's got to un- discover this strange new world that's sort of like Hyrule, but not really. Kind of makes you think of like the dark world from Link to the Past, but again, not really. It's it's really just kind of the more uh, more the uh, like yeah hastily assembled from existing parts. It makes me feel like like the uh, to make another dated reference. The BBC's League of Extraordinary League of Gentlemen, mm-hmm. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, well, League of Gentlemen is the sitcom. Oh yeah, okay. the, that that sitcom—a super creepy town where everyone has secrets they're not telling. This is a local mm. shop for local people. Are you local? Well, like so the the theory, the game theory about like the the story of the lore of this game is like Link is dead, and it's mm-hmm. Link dealing with his death. Every mask you get, the person like the the person who represents that mask is dead, including the Deku scrub that you get because you meet the butler. The butler's like, yeah, my son recently died you look a lot like him like so it is like it is like how you cope with death and the fact like this goal kid is running away from his death like it's a really weird allegory of death and dying and it's like <laughs> sequel to <laughs> sequel yeah. to the first 3d zelda game is just like yeah what if you think about death for like 20 hours I, I think- sequel to the game that many regard at the time it was like that game was the best game ever made, right? Like, uh, mm. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, right? Was mm. the, the greatest game ever made. It, like, perfect tens across the board. And then they followed it up with this. Like, yeah. what? That, that probably like, doesn't help, no. <laughs> I, I think, especially in the West, it's kind of mystifying to think of Nintendo not putting a lot of thought into the backstory or settings of games, but a lot of polish in the gameplay portion of things yeah yeah and i think that's what makes this so unbelievably unsettling because this would have to be like for this project to release nowadays it would have like everything would have to be perfect and it's not it's not a totally perfect product right uh yeah Yeah. but it's odd to come out of nintendo still it's still one of the oddest things to come out of nintendo yeah and And, and it's one of the first time loop games i can think of like it really is groundhog day you know especially part of the gameplay and yeah 
But it, but it's also like Groundhog Day in that like Link has all of these various quests that he can encounter along the way and kind of you can never accomplish them all on one day. You kind of have right. to pick and choose your battles. Yeah. And so, so do we think that um, it's it's like Super Time Force where there are multiple links setting off in different directions to ensure a happy ending for everybody? Or is it just God. whatever you do on the final day is what Link canonically does? And uh, Part part of the, the reason I realized I was old is when we start having to think of multiple timelines. Mm. I was just like the back. <laughs> Back to the Future Terminator guy. Anything you do back then cancels out the thing that happened before, and there's no multiple timelines. And that <laughs> like that makes sense to me. Uh, oh, that's fun to think about. And now, oh, the split timeline stuff. This goddamn Spider Verse. What are we supposed to do? Well, I I I fully think he's dead. I think it makes sense in the game. I think the fact that you're stuck in that loop. I think you're in limbo. I think it's a game dealing with like Link having to pass on. Uh, he dies looking for his fairy Navi, who's been gone away. It's it's just the allegory of like Link learning how to pass on, and that's Did, why you help so many people pass on their grief. There, there is a, an end cutscene there that really looks like a bunch of people passing into the great beyond. Hmm. Did you guys, it really uh, does. Did you guys read that story about Miyamoto and Navi that he admitted even he was annoyed yeah. by the Navi problems? <laughs> Hey, and and this game this game kills her right like yeah. hey uh, yeah you're not gonna have to get not, not but she originally anymore. held the shotgun so I fixed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I will say I think Navi hate gets too far. It literally was trying to teach people, hey, did you know there's a new fucking axis to use? Here's how you look. Here's hey, what you hey, need to do. Hey, listen, TL. Uh, that's fine. That you can think that if you want. Right? Listen. Uh, does it confirm that not like I just remember uh, the game just saying that he's looking for a friend. Does it ever right. positively identify that friend is Navi? And does it no, then identify Luke chasing Navi in the intro movie? I, I thought that was the deal. Like, no, you're just in the Lost Woods. He's looking for mm -hmm. a friend. They never mm -hmm. say it's Navi. Mm -hmm. It's heavily applied as Navi, especially because you end up with um, Tattle mm -hmm. um, after you know afterwards. But and again, we, we we uh project a lot of things on these games but like these were Japanese developers 20, they were more obsessed with getting mechanics to work than figuring out how the story made sense yeah. so a lot of yeah. gaps are left over and have been interpreted by the west like ghosts mm -hmm. you and Navi are best friends and maybe married like it's like <laughs> that was like not a priority the, those those questions and once people started obsessing over them they kind of needed answers and they didn't have them now Which we have a Zelda timeline. Well, in in a lot of ways, you talk about like experimenting with gameplay. This game does feel like a prototype in so many ways. Like yeah. especially because they're reusing assets. It's kind of like, yeah, go go do something creative with everything we just created. You know, just made the best way I've heard it described. Majora's Mask sounds like a ROM you discover on a dev kit you yeah. bought on eBay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead, it was released on all of us and very confusing. A haunted <laughs> yes. dev kit. Well, it was very much like we just had one of the, again, the most highly rated games of all time mm -hmm. that sold really well. And, um, oh, the N64 maybe isn't doing what we thought it could do because it's not performing as well as Super Nintendo. Uh, shit. Okay. Well, we need another Zelda game. Uh, okay. What you got? Well, that's a weird experiment, but sure. We'll put it out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, look, they were working on the DD and that failed mm. tremendously. So like, yeah. it's like. Here we go. Uh, here's something. Well, to wasn't you. wasn't part of this? I thought this game was attached to the DD at one point. Like there was stuff that this game did that was based on the DD. I don't no, think no. so. I thought it was either I this think... or, or the uh, Ocarina was originally maybe. So the, 
There's an Ocarina, there's an Ocarina version that's on the GameCube. I think it's called Ocarina of Time Master Quest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a DD type. Because there is like, it's, it's more difficult. There's like literal changes that was like supposed to be for the DD. So mm-hmm. I think that was via, that was like part of the DD title, a title, but I think that was more of like, they were going to do different things with it. I don't think they were going to re- re- remake, uh, I, you know what? Ocarina I might time. be, I might be mistaking. This game, so even stranger marketing wise, you're, you're trying to capitalize on the sales of Ocarina of Time. This game required the expansion pack, and that yes, might be what I'm remembering. And it's mm, like, dude, yes. very few people bought that expansion pack. Right. And uh, the new 3DS. <laughs> the cover of this game even was a turnoff with that mask yeah. on the cover. Like they were mm. challenging you. Like I fucking dare you to buy this Zelda game. Yeah. I dare you yeah. to do that. But like I said, my mom, who is a fucking Zelda nerd. Literally bought Donkey Kong 64 because she knew she needed the expansion pack for this game. Well, Did also, not care for Donkey Kong 64. This this wanted. came out in 2000, right? So this was like Nintendo's yeah. answer to the PlayStation 2. <laughs> like, which one do yeah. you want to play? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's it's one of those games that we would say was ahead of its time, yeah. quote unquote. It's our number one isekai. How about that? Uh yeah, this is a, a weird, weird note to end on a game that we all seem to hate. But I, I, think I it's don't hate it. I don't. Hate I don't it. hate it. But yeah. I, have, uh, on numerous attempts, on numerous systems, on numerous platforms, official and unofficial, I've bought this game in any permutation that exists. I have never mm. found a way to enjoy it. Yeah. I think and it's I on like Nintendo Online now. I might as well try to Not go play it. Is Not it yet? out now? I know it's coming. Okay. It is the next one because Paper Mario. I gotta buy that that sixty dollar battering before I can can truly Uh, play it. There's there's something about this game, and I think it's you know the whole moon crashing, and which I know you can reset after you learn the songs and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. it always gave me anxiety. There's some inherent melancholy to like every scene in this game and every quest, especially when you like solve a person's problem and know like, well, I'm just gonna reset time. They're gonna be fucked tomorrow, and I won't have time to talk to them. Like there's something frustrating about like. Yeah, all that progress I made is just sort of wiped off, wiped out, and I need to move on. You know, like mm-hmm. I, it, it, uh, there's something OC about my OCD side that does not jive with this game at all. I'm like, nope, nope, can't do it. Nope, nope. just makes me feel bad. Yeah, but at least you get to keep all the stuff that you find, right? I, it's been a few months since I played this. Game well, already. I mean, your stuff, yeah, you have permanence on your items, mm-hmm. but like, you know, that dude who's stuck up on the mountain, he's fucked. He, he's gonna die because <laughs> yeah. you, you. Did you get what him. you needed from him? Fuck him. Who cares? Yes. Other yes. people are tools to mm-hmm. be used for your advancement. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that no one brings up, there's just fucking aliens in that game oh, at yeah. some point. Yeah, the fucking like, Flatwoods <laughs> monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like, there's so many things I'm just like, no one ever wants to talk about this shit. Like, this weird ass shit is just in this game, random. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a weird game. It's one of Nintendo's weirdest games. It really is. And again, it's our number one. So, um, yeah, we should probably uh, wind this down. Uh, those were our top five isekai stuck in another world games. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the newest isekai, which is, of course, Dying Light 2 Stay Human. No, we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and a bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned. You'd better hope Don't 
get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it. But I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I liked that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame... I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like I didn't. The trailer only showed like the first forty minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going to be like, about. Time travel and all that was like completely left right. out of the. I I, yeah. I I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But like, dude, the Spider Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like, yeah. Other than the post credit scene, like that, all of that, all of that was spoiled for me. Like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're just going to start in with... That's right. No jokes. No fun. No time to waste. You got, only, got a lot of Pokemon to collect. Only Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yes. Yes. Convince me I need this game. I, I hate Pokemon and I love this. <laughs> I like it quite a bit. I like it. And, and I'm glad TL's here because I'm like, this game is all about collecting the Pokemon. It seems like the focus is less on the battles and more on the collection aspects. Mm-hmm. And it's grindy as hell, but I'm kind of liking it. Quite a like, bit. Like, like puzzle pieces in Banjo-Kazooie? Well, it's like well, the Pokedex, they give you all these little mini goals. It, it makes sense. Like, I like open world games with little, like, hey, mm-hmm. micro goals or whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. you can either, you can check off boxes by defeating Pokemon in battles. You can check them off by capturing them. You can capture them a certain way. You can defeat them with certain attacks. And they all check these boxes that you turn in for experience points and you feel amazing about yourself. Yeah. Honestly, I ignore the shit out of those. I just like to wander and follow the story and just, hey, I haven't been over here yet. What's over here? Oh, it's a giant fucking Pokemon I haven't fought yet. Big Guess alpha I'll, Pokemon. I'll yeah, sneak up yeah. and kidnap him. Oh, it worked. What a great feeling. Yep. Yeah. What was really cool about this game, it's like, so the Pokedex, like, essentially the Pokedex and all the other games, it just is a thing, oh, you got that Pokemon, okay, rubber stamp. But yeah, stamp like, it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like Matt said, like, it it generally feels like going out and making this world immersive, and, like, yeah. you can't just, like, if you catch one that doesn't fill out your Pokedex, you have to find multiple Pokemon. Yeah, I think you have to do. accomplish what five goals before it even puts the little Pokeball mark next to that entry. Like, yeah, you've yeah. you've completed this Pokedex even though you haven't filled out. You've everything. captured yeah, twenty five right. of them. You fought twenty five of them. Yeah. You see them do yeah. specific moves. You. I've, I've like, heard it described as you you take on the job of a professor. 
yeah. in this game a little bit and that you're researching Pokemon for the professor. Like, right. You, you... And it's, so it's a really cool thing. So the thing with like, uh, the region, uh, Sui is like, it's, it's so, it's a prehistoric version Sinnoh, of Sinnoh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is like, literally, this is like when Pokeballs are created. So it answers one question, which is, how do Pokemon fit in Pokeball? Pokemon can naturally just shrink. Yeah, they all that have that power. That's just a thing they can do. They've always had that power, and the balls just enable them to shrink yeah, into these balls. Something the about them forces them to shrink, and then they become tame. You put them in they, cold water, it happens to the best of us. Yes. Yeah. I was in the pool! <laughs> um, <laughs> is it, this, is, this, hasn't been, this hasn't been described before, is what you're saying? No, it's never yeah, been. It's always been like, that's unexplained. been a theory of like, how do Pokemon fit in the Pokeballs? Are they pocket dimensions? This is literally just Pokemon Are they and genies. Yeah, like, Are like, they but I think even this game has the different factions, which early in the game, and uh, don't tell me because I haven't gotten there yet. Later, but it's like they kind of hint these might be enemies at the end of the game, but they're like one of the sexes. Like, no, we keep them out of Pokeballs because they got to run free. And there's there's like differing opinions on how to treat and raise the Pokemon. But but I also love that the Pokeballs you get are like these are all handmade from like an old piece of fruit and a rock. Yeah, (laughs) you can do it yourself. Yeah, well, well, that yeah, that one complaint I do have is I'm in that crafting menu. Luckily, they give you a crafting table that you can craft yes. anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. But fuck, I'm always crafting Pokeballs when I'm just kind of out roaming around. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, shit, I ran out of Pokeballs again. Like I'm always Wait, as, as a, yeah, as a layman, you're telling me that beam of light that comes out of a Pokeball has no inherent power other than no. like a vacuuming. Yeah. The Pokemon can always do that. They could do that in my Hello Kitty coin purse, or they could do that yeah. in my Essentially, asshole. because, like, these Pokeballs are not the same ones. Like, they're, like, very, like I said, they're very rudimentary. And, like, they, this is literally, they just came up with the Pokeball technology. Like, yeah. that's literally what they say in the game. Like, we just came up with this. To get to the premise, you know, which ties with our top five, you... It's implied you're from a future where people know about Pokemon, and then you're kind of getting transported into this ancient past. It's right? it's not like, clear if you're from the Pokemon present or the real world, and this is the so case, yeah. yeah it, the from the design of the character when he like when you first enter in, wearing clothes that are very uh, similar to the clothes in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, there's a lot of DNA in those stuff, right? Like, so I I think it's <laughs> a that plain cool. T-shirt. Yeah, uh, well, no, it's shirts, like shorts a, and it's t-shirt, shorts, and like sandals, like a beach, and like Pokemon Sun and Moon actually deals. So there's literally a Pokemon in Pokemon Sun and Moon called Hoopla that can build dimensional rifts. So it it makes he, sense. He and evolves like said, into Bruhaha. Shut. Um, and yeah, like and like Michael said, like you get Arceus, Arceus summons you into this world. He gives you a, a, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Arceus, you're uh, supposed to be like the god of this world. Tricks it right? out yes. with a bunch of big Ar- rings and spikes and stuff so it hurts your face. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean he's supposed to be god because Arceus is like when when the original Diamond and Pearl came out is like sort of the progenitor Pokemon. It's literally Pokemon god, right? Um, he told the Pokemon, build an arc. Gather two of every Pokemon, mm-hmm. and there will be a great flood, and then Sinnoh will be the remnants of that, right? That's that's how this works. I mean, kind of. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's it's such a really cool, interesting game. Um, the new the new forms of the Pokemon look tremendous. Uh, each of the starters get new Sween forms, which are like more culturally appropriate to like old Japanese like uh, uh, folklore and stuff, like. 
I don't know. It's just, it's been a really cool game just to like, hmm. like I said, like not have to worry about the structure of, okay, I have to go to a gym. Okay. And now I have to go and do this. Okay. Now I have to grind. Like, well, yeah, what I appreciate, they just send you out in the world. They don't spend too much time in the tutorials. It's very much just like, yeah, there, there's some of that, but then it's like, you're out there. And to TL's point, you don't have to go to that check mark. You can just dick around catch a bunch of pokemon mm-hmm. in that first open area for as long as you want like yep. and it's it's like they're very open with the goals and i had a question for you tl i mm-hmm. caught a pokemon that's different color than all the other pokemon of that type did i catch a shiny did i catch you my first catch shiny? shiny yes you did Fuck Congratulations. yes <laughs> here's here's the part where i convince chris to play it uh it has a very monster huntery feel right down to you have base camps in each re- each region that have like a chest and a crafting station and like yeah. if you Ooh. need to rest there you can like my favorite things about monster hunter i know well, there's right? also those big <laughs> alpha pokemon that you just stumble yes. upon yeah those like, are great they're like 30 levels above that area and you're like oh shit i'm fighting a giant version of this uh, you know whatever and if you catch them you will keep that giant version they stay gigantic yes. yeah i caught one yes. i caught one and i've been using it in battles and i'm like this feels epic i, I have Question like a level all... 45 massive snorlax that is like okay yeah. you're, you're like my my bullet sponge now i'll just throw I stumbled you out upon the that snorlax he's right in an area that like I only was this this it even has rare pokemon cuz there's like what's the thing before pikachu is it is it it's Raichu? a pichu it's called pichu. a pichu there's like a little pichu area and they they're very rare they don't pop up that often but then i stumbled upon this snorlax who was like 20 levels above me and i'm like oh shit like immediately one shotted my pokemon and you can run from battle you can be like i'm out i'm i i but you, like literally run there's a command, or you can just run away from the battle and eventually it'll just disengage yeah. you from that battle. It's like, yeah, you're done. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. So I got like a, a um, an alpha rapidash, and like I was yes. finding like this small little bug Pokemon, and it did fi- flamethrower, and it was the funniest thing because you had like this fucking ten foot tall giant fire horse yeah. <laughs> throwing a fireball at the small little butterfly, and it just was. Hilarious! Like, is Rapidash evolved Ponyta? Pony- yes, Rapidash okay. is evolved. Look Ponyta. at me! Yeah. Look, yeah. listeners, listen, listen, <laughs> listen to me. Shinies, Ponytas. What the fuck is my? What's going on? Is this a midlife crisis? Am I having a midlife <laughs> yes. crisis? Well, no. I, I think, and I, I told someone, I think this is if someone was asking me, like, legitimately, like, hey, you know, what would be a good Pokemon game? Like this one. This, this is one, the perfect like, starter game. It's the yeah. perfect one to start. This will be the one. The Pokemon in this game, for the people who play it, especially like people who like who haven't played for years, they will be the ones that everyone will know the names. It's of it's every fourth, Pokemon it's up name. through fourth gen, right? It's it's most of them through the fourth. So no, this actually has from every gen, but it's like different versions because like Avlog's in there, which is like a fifth gen Pokemon. It has a special evolution. Like there's there's Pokemon up there. I think up into uh, Sword and Shield. So, like, there are okay. Pokemon oh, in wow. there throughout. Um, well, because, like, Michael and I have always talked about on the show, like, we've played... This isn't our first Pokemon game. We've played many, and I dip yeah. in, like, every three or four entries. And i played more than you guys have. It, and I go, hey, I've played this game before, and I usually quit after, like, two or three hours. Mm. This is the first one that has hooked me. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to finish this game. I'm going to keep playing yeah. this game. I don't know that I'll finish my Pokedex, but I will finish this game story for sure. I honestly think it's, like, so Pokemon games have been playing around with the gym um gym formula for the last two games so like 
Sword and Shield made the gyms like these big football matches, kind of. And then mm-hmm. before that, Sun and Moon, you had your island trials. Like, they weren't traditional gyms. But this, like, there's something freeing about liberating your character from the necessity of battle all the time. Like, the battles in the games are very few and far between because people people are actually genuinely afraid of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they are literally mm-hmm. so weird. animals that can attack you with the elements. So, like, it is like trying to get people acclimated to being around Pokemon, and Pokemon are considered yeah. deities. And this, like, such a it's, really interesting way it's, of it's I, implied I wish it that you're kind of introducing Pokemon to to this ancient society, where in the future, like, everyone relies on Pokemon in, in the Pokemon universe. It's like you're the guy that's like, oh, well, you can have this Pokemon like sweep for you or plant this stuff for you mm-hmm. and you go out and catch them and then kind of give them to the villagers and like TL said they're all like nervous around them at first yeah. and then they go oh yeah that we can coexist with Pokemon the thing you know? is it's not even that ancient a society it feels like 19th century Japan like Meiji era Japan yeah mm-hmm. what what Godzilla series is that <laughs> I, yeah, before I, any I, Godzilla I'll, I'll take your word for that yeah. Mike <laughs> <laughs> the Showa yeah but it's it's really like I said I, I so I've been thinking about it and I always hate being prisoner of a moment, but like the more I think about it, and the fact that I, I, I stepped away from the game, and I was just like, "All right, let me just give it a day and just like not think about it." Sure. Yeah. This is literally my favorite Pokemon. I don't Damn. know. I don't know what? what would touch it. I just it 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 changes the formula so much because that's always the complaint is like the formula is what it is, it's and the like. Same. And, and mm-hmm. me, like, I just basically, no, these things are different, but like, essentially, they're the same thing. This game breaks what that formula does. And like, like Matt and Michael say, like, there's two ways of leveling up. There's leveling up, like, being able to control better Pokemon by leveling up your Pokedex. Cause if you level up your Pokedex, then you can get stronger Pokemon that will listen to you. Or you can just progress the story. And that's another way, cause you're just moving the story along. And it's mm-hmm. like where that marriage is in between the two. Like it's such a really great game. Also, pro tip, because a lot of people were really shitty when this game before it came out, having not played it. Oh, it looks ugly. That game looks gorgeous on the OLED Switch. I think it was developed in handheld in mind because yeah. it's fucking Pokemon. I mean, you know? <laughs> I, I'm playing it on a 4K TV and it, it's kind of mixed for me. It's like parts of it look really good and then I notice it's like, man, it's got some really bad pop in. <laughs> bad pop in, bad jaggies, bad, you know, like, you know, like you can see the pixelation in stuff versus handheld hides a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's got that that kind of timeless cell shaded anime look where it, it still looks decent or at least the characters do yeah, I, man, I think that, the complaints are about sorry, I just blew my mind mostly. with like handheld hides that for that that works with undocked switch today yeah that's why when so you guys are well. like oh i i always play docked i'm like why i play well, almost even, even everything like handheld, handheld yeah. it looks better you know it's, uh, that's uh, that's sort of what i'm curious about is is from some a longtime player of like tl i don't know if you've been watching let's say Star Wars and the Mandalorian mm. comes along and the Mandalorian looks like it's going to end up redefining everything Star Wars is or was. Mm-hmm. Does this game with the title, I'm not going to try and say, cause I don't remember it. I wish they would have just called it Pokemon year zero or something like that. And do you think this is going to ripple through what people think about Pokemon? I mean, obviously there's still the multiplayer aspect that I don't know exists within this game. Yeah, so the multi the multiplayer doesn't exist in this game. Like you cannot battle in this game. You can trade, yeah. you can but trade you cannot on battle. Line, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this is like a game you literally don't need someone else. So that's what's also weird. Like you yeah. do not need 
to trade anything to complete the Pokédex. Yeah, because you you could just stumble upon them in the world because there's no there's no two games. They didn't do right, that yeah. gimmick of we're selling two games. Well, even Pokemon that have trade evolution, so like uh, Graveler to Golem, Arc, uh, you know, um, Cadaver to Alakazam, like those traditionally since the beginning of Pokemon, you had to use a link cable to trade. One of the evolutionary items in the game is literally a link cable, and it evolves those Pokemon. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was I was more like because I'm seeing better reviews for this than I've seen for any other Pokemon spinoff I've ever seen. Well, that that's my my theory is it's a spinoff series. Like, and I don't I think the Arceus name is is kind of awful. That that's a tell. No, Legends. I think the spinoff will be Pokemon yeah. Legends is the spinoff series, and then there'll be versions of that. So so that's been a thing. So Serebii actually said like the the actual naming in Japan is. Is falling under the same naming that they do on all mainline series. It seems like this really? is a mainline series. Really? But what I think, I think that what we will see going forward, if we see another game, like whatever Generation 9 is, I think that game will probably be more open, like you can do other things. Because, like, and I was talking to somebody, you know, about this, um, you know, earlier, like, the thing with Pokemon is there's always been side stuff that they've kind of dabbled in and just never go full in because it's like, well, hey, you can go and do the gym leaders. But like, what if you expanded upon those side things for the people who do enjoy that? Like, there's going to be people who will play this game and who will go to a gym version of Pokemon and be like, oh, this is it for me. I don't think that they would throw away that audience, but I don't think I don't know if you would continue doing this in more modern settings because like this whole game is supposed to be like teaching you how to work together with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is what it is, but I do think elements of this will have to move forward because it's just too good. Like that's like eventually they're going to look at this. Like the reception for this was just too well regarded. As long as as it sells. My only, my only concern is that Nintendo is so bad about, I would say sequelizing all Pokemon. That's not, Ranger, Ran- whatever one had like six entries, like all the Pokemon spinoffs tend to get to two and peter out. Or, well, or well there's get- du- the dungeon games. The mystery dungeon games, yeah. Which are also yeah. isekais and came up every time I'd yeah. search. Yeah. Yeah. Let us not forget the mystery dungeon series, which was definitely the Mandalorian of the goddamn Pokemon. <laughs> um, but, but, it, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I'm hearing people like, oh no, this is a good entry point. I don't like Pokemon. I like this. How much does this infect the mainline series slash is this something Nintendo can even follow up on in the next five years? I don't even know if they need to. I, I think, honestly, for people like me, it's made me curious, like, should I go buy sword and or shield? Like, like, mm. like, is this a bridge in just into that last? I mean, I played a bit now? of sword and did not get into it the way that I'm getting into this. So mm. I, I won't I won't lie. Once Pokemon Go and I was only in on it for like for like three weeks hmm. but it made me less hesitant to buy new pokemon games and play for 20 40 hours and then like i don't need to finish this so i think but, that's the i think that's the most interesting thing the elements in this game the thing that's like really mm-hmm. like to me that's really resonant the dna in this game is pokemon go it's mm-hmm. it is the success of pokemon go it is success of time. like uh, stuff like because you can see the DNA of like Pokemon Snap in this too. Wow! Um, just like the the elements in the environment of where these Pokemon are, you can and see like, the element of Hey, you Pikachu in this game. <laughs> I mean, there's like a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> also, fun Easter egg. So Pikachu, since um, since the 3DS games, 
has had the voice actress, like, who does the Pikachu in the anime, yeah. do the voice of Pikachu. Like, Pikachu says Pikachu in the games. Except for this game. Yeah. They go yeah. back to the old school I've Pikachu, seen complaints like, about sound that. Thing. I've seen yeah. complaints that yeah. they only make the Pokemon growls versus, say, their And name they transliterate it as Biga, like, with a B and a G. Like, does, does Pikachu have a cold? <laughs> TL, I wanted to ask you real quick, you mentioned it's the differences. Because, like, for the people who buy the traditional games... I know that evolutions are completely different in this game. What are some of the biggest differences that I probably don't know about having not played the base series recently? Okay. So, um, one, this is probably, this is the first game since, uh, Pokemon, uh, uh, Gold and Silver. So this is over 20 years now, uh, without held items because you, the Pokemon don't hold items. Uh, you just like, so a lot of the berries you see, like normally those would be uh, things Pokemon would hold and you'd use in battle. You don't now. Right. Mm. Um, so that's very interesting. Uh, like you said, evolution is completely different. Now everything is like you use the item as one use. Uh, there is like the, even like the effort values are different. Like, cause you get like the grit, gravel and rocks. So, like that's different than like when you would grind, like you would fight certain Pokemon because they have certain effort values. Yeah. Um, another cool thing is like how they change the battle system. Right. So Pokemon, very famously, it is like stats where, you know, you have like this uh, kind of semi, like it's I go faster, so I go first type battle. Yeah. But in this game, like they moved, uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Hess uh, from, you know, uh, my podcast made a perfect point. It is, they changed it to the Final Fantasy X battle system where you can like have this set order. Or you oh, can yeah. adjust. You can do it quick like how attack. It is. You can do a you can do a swift attack. Yeah. Or you do moves like you could do moves like quick attack, which does move your draft order and moves you forward. But but it still has the Pokemon rock paper scissors of like okay, Leaf is going to do huge, super effective right. against rock or whatever, right? Right. Or, so or, it still know. has yeah, it still has like the typing, but then also like how you go in and like how they did battles were so very interesting. Uh, but like I said, I, I just think just interacting in the world like. Being able to like throw food out there for a Pokemon to come and then like creeping up behind them and then throwing a Pokeball at it from behind. Like, I don't know. It's just this game has just been really, really great. There's just a lot of like really cool Easter egg stuff too. Like, yeah. um, the flute that you guys use for like to use like the different, you know, mm -hmm. travel Pokemon. Like, that is the yeah. when you start Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, like, that is the sound that plays right before you mm -hmm. start the game. Hmm. I, I think I saw there were some character ties with Diamond and Pearl. They, they found some Easter yes. eggs too of like, oh, that's the ancestor of this character from Diamond and Pearl and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I was a little bit disappointed to find out like, oh, the the Pokemon that you can use as mounts are not uh, like Pokemon that you catch. They are all right. given to you as part of the story, right? So. But you can catch them, so hmm. they are still able to get into the world. Yeah, but like but the... you can't like you know catch like a, a water Pokemon and eventually ride on it. For example. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. But what's really cool, so again, because Pokemon's always been theater of mind. What's been really cool is to be on the Basque Legion, throw a Pokemon in the water, and literally see your water Pokemon swim while it's fighting, which that's is just neat. like, what? Like that's so cool. Yeah, uh, and then your neat. land Pokemon, like when you call them out, it creates like a little platform. The Pokeball creates a little path platform for them to fight on. Yeah, which is like a thing. I was like. What? Like, uh, I don't know. I, Just attention to detail there is pretty neat, yeah. I'm over the moon on this game. It's really... It's going to take, like, it's... Jan it's Well, it's February. 
Mm-hmm. But it's going to take a really special game for this not to be my game of the year. Oh, there's, there's some special it's, ones coming up. Yeah, we've worked yeah. out a few special ones. Yeah. One thing that I did want to ask before we move on. So I can't help but notice you're part of an organization that wears matching uniforms and catches mm-hmm. Pokemon a lot and calls yeah. themselves uh, a team with something astronomical. Are we the baddies? So I don't, I, like I said, I, I have not finished it yet. I stepped away from a little mm-hmm. bit. However, in the canon of the games, mm-hmm. this is literally the bad guys. These are Team Galactic is the bad guys. The uh, police chief that you work under, the lady, uh, uh, Cyan, like, mm-hmm. she literally is a female Cyrus. So, like, okay. uh, this is, you are play, you are playing for the bad guys. Um, so, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows indeed? I don't know. Like I said, it's been a really cool maybe game. Maybe they uh, be, get corrupted later in history yes. or something. Yeah. Hey, if you do get it, uh, make sure you go on your mystery gifts. And get the kimono out. Like, there's got really the outfits are really cool. Um, yeah, I feel I, I, I really feel dumb game. for not pre-ordering it now because I missed out on those. But I, I do. Yeah, you log in, you get your mystery gifts, and, and eventually, I think there's going to be codes yeah. you can redeem for. Other you, gifts you can get outfits in blue spruce. Blue, blue, blue spruce. Yeah. I'm Mister yeah. Brippy from Nino Cooney. <laughs> yeah, but Chris, play Pokemon. Like, yeah. Ar- yeah, it's, uh, it's a good Arsenal. one. You would, you would one. like it. I, I, I promise you'll like it. That is like a half hour that we spent talking about one new release. So we yeah. should move on, I suppose. Yes, we touched on uh, this game last week, but I, I got some time in with that Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. Mm-hmm. Um, can confirm, beautiful in sixty frames. I recommend. Do performance mode with the 60 frames. Don't worry about 4K with 30 frames. Like you will notice those missing frames because I think the default is the 60 frames. And like the second you go back, you're like, oh, geez, I can see like stuttering and stuff. I love the Uncharted games, but I was telling Chris and Michael as I was playing, I'm like, man, these games feel dated already compared with like The Last of Us 2. Mm -hmm. And these are some of the best looking games on the last generation. But it's it's amazing how much Naughty Dog has improved their tech so that games there you know The Last of Us looks so much better even than Uncharted. Like this is still the definitive way to play it. I love the stuff they're doing with the rumble and the triggers with the control. And again, if you own one of those games, it's a ten dollar upgrade, so it's a no brainer. But I'm like, it feels weird to go back and play and and call Uncharted Four dated. Something I would have said was the pinnacle of the last generation. The benchmark a for consoles. Still, yeah, I think yeah. still sort of is. Yeah. Yeah, and one one cool thing. So I had I owned Legacy or I owned Lost Legacy. Never had played it, so I got to start that one. All good, but I I beaten four, and so it has that thing where like import your save from four. Luckily, you don't have to have four downloaded on your system like some games did toward the beginning of this thing. It just grabs the save from the cloud, and it, I love it. It's one of those deals where. I got all my trophies from four, like boom, opening at one time, like 40 trophies hitting, but also like it opened my save in the last scene of the game because I had finished and basically quit during the credits. And so I basically just started in the epilogue of four. It's like, oh, load your save. Boom. There's the epilogue. And I won't spoil it, but I'm like, this is really cool that it just is picking up right from where I left off Mm -hmm. in four. Like this is pretty epic. I I brought up the idea of a a $10 extra platinum if you're actually chasing those. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the definitive way to play those games. And I think you said I I, I never played Lo- I never bought Lost Legacy. I played I beat 4. 
I qualify for a ten dollar upgrade to get Lost Legacy for. If you bucks. own four, yeah, either you throw yeah, your disc yeah. in the drive, or if you own the digital version, and uh, play Lost Legacy because it's Chloe and Chloe fucking rules. Um, Michael, you played the Bloodborne PlayStation One yeah. demake. Well, it's it's just called Bloodborne PSX. It is a demake, and I didn't play very much of it. I mostly just wanted to check out like. Will this run on my seriously underpowered non-gaming work laptop? And it does, uh, nice. rather beautifully. And, uh, from what I have played, it seems to follow more or less like, yeah, it's, it's very similar to Bloodborne's chain of events. It, it, I think uses the same audio from the game, which like this, if, you know, since it's free, this is probably like a gray area. Yeah. They could, they could probably yeah. issue a C and D if they wanted to. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically an attempt to translate Bloodborne's action into a low poly <laughs> game that looks like it was for the PS1, like Nightmare Creatures or something like that. So that's what I thought it was. Like, I yeah. was like, this is Nightmare Creatures. What is going on? And here? I mean, it, I don't know how deep it goes. I do know it's free. So the first, uh, the first two bosses. Oh, okay. I just love that so far it hasn't been taken down. It's this fan project of like, what if Bloodborne but on it's, PlayStation? It's not. A, it, it's beautiful if Sony leaves it up because it's not a replacement or anything they'd ever sell. It won't be confused for Bloodborne. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go to go to Itchio and it's free. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. Yeah. On Itch.io. And 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 I I love that it's, it's only the first two uh, bosses and it's just like the first four seconds of Bloodborne is the most time I've ever spent in a video game. Like just learning. That was my first Souls experience. Mm-hmm. Like learning how to play Bloodborne, and it took. I, I, walking walking 40 feet was like my first couple hours in the game. So last gen, I think my game of the generation was Metal Gear Solid 5, but I think my favorite PlayStation 4 game was Bloodborne. Yes. Like, I, I loved and put so much time more into it. More than Bloodborne, God of War? So. Say it here. More than God of War. Absolutely yeah. more than God of War. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, yeah. My first Souls experience beat the game all the way through was Dark Souls 3, oddly enough, and I worked my way backwards, but Bloodborne was in there and I love it and so I just love that this exists. Um another game that exists, we haven't played it yet because it wasn't out as of recording, Dying Light 2, Stay Human. So I think we'll probably have some thoughts on that next week. And then Life Life is Strange got a remastered collection which is uh Life is Strange one plus that prequel before the storm are yes. are now out. The remastered. So if you are a Stadia Pro user, it's probably in your game library. Just oh, yeah. saying. For all, you know, two of our Stadia Pro <laughs> subscriber listeners. Hey, they were giving those for free. <laughs> Oddly enough, with Dying Light 2, I got all hyped for it. And Dying Light 1 is on, like, super sale on PlayStation right now. I got the – I'd owned the base game, but I got the expansion, like, the following with all the cool stuff for, like, 12 bucks mm-hmm. on PlayStation nice, Store. Nice. So uh, go check that yeah, out. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the first Dying Light. You can still read my review on IGN.com. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, 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 I'm looking forward to the next segment, which, uh, starts with this sound. Okay. News. Branding. I almost feel like we need a a sound for acquisition news because we have more <laughs> it, should like this, it should go like this or like, like Pac-Man a, a 70 style acquisition news <laughs> 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 we, we do have the biggest acquisition news of this week 
The New York Times bought Wordle. That's right. You heard it That's here first. Uh, so weird and crazy. And I, like, it, like there, there have been documentaries made about the New York Times crossword recently, and like mm-hmm. that is still a huge draw for yeah. people. There's this, and, and the, the creator was inspired. The creator of Wordle was inspired by New York Times crossword yeah. and, and puzzles. It's, so yeah, it makes makes it's sense. It's one of the. Mm-hmm. You don't want to think about it like that, but when I go to my parents' house. There are discarded newspapers with filled out crosswords for retired people. It's how, like, it's how it's, you keep your brain sharp, baby. It's mm-hmm. their number one game in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the idea that New York Times is like, we have another game for you. You can play every day online. Like, this is nuts. I never thought of New York Times like a, a game platform. Nothing feels more powerful. I've done it like twice now, maybe three times. If you get a wordle and two guesses, you feel godlike. It is the yeah. strange mm-hmm. sensations like hell yeah, I got that in two. Yeah. Michael, you're not a you're not a wordle. Oh, I'm a, a huge wordle person. person. Uh, I'm okay. actually there there is a uh a chat group at work with my coworkers who play Wordle and we post our scores every day and it's like, ah, this is the only place anyone will will care if I post my fucking Wordle score. <laughs> like, right. it's no, an it Xbox it's Live achievement in 2006. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I've seen the opposite. I've seen people like, I will block you if you post your Wordle score. <laughs> I, those people are just, look, I love Wordle. Wordle's Wordle's fucking great. fun, yeah, dude. I fun. love it. I, lo- I love Wordle. I love the spinoffs, Loodle, and I just got introduced to <laughs> Dordle yesterday. Yes. Which, I got which is as well, double yeah. Wordle. Where you're trying to solve two at the same time. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I, I do love that the creator got paid. It's yeah. it's so weird when you talk about these huge deals. He's in the low seven figures, which means the millions, but that sounds paltry compared low with recent Low seven figures. Deals. He's set for life, but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. nice nice beach house. The other mixed news about this is, for now, the New York Times is like, oh, it will remain free for now. For now. But we will be looking to re- recoup those low seven figures sure. eventually. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you want yeah. Wordle to be free forever? Do you know if you click right, if you right click and hit save as, you Don't will do download Lord Wordle. My, my guess is they'll do forever. one per day for free. Always it'll be free. And then like the subscription people will get access to multiple Wordles per day or something oh, like that. Maybe. That's just my guess. But yeah, like you think about what they've did with their crossword where like you can, there is a free version that you can play on your phone that is just like, a small corner of the puzzle basically that you're playing through yeah. and then you get the full puzzle like if you subscribe you, right. so you get three letter words in the free world and then you get the, the full five mm-hmm. letters with mm-hmm. the paid yeah. I thought like three letter words would be worse I think that would be more difficult doing I, three letter words I did like so so Loodle was created by Gary Witta who's a former game <laughs> journalist who went on to write a movie called Star Wars Rogue One and yeah. uh so, and, and he, he's been crowing about it because it's, it's also been very successful. And like Brian Crescente responded to him and was like, I'm just glad you didn't make Slurtle. And it's like, <laughs> that would be a terrible idea, but also I love the word Slurtle and I want to see something named that now. That's a Pokemon, isn't it? Slurtle. Yeah, Slurtle. I, I was yeah. in a group, like, like, uh, I'm out of Wordle. Let's try Loodle. And then like, they were older people. And the Uh-oh. first word was felch, and then like, <laughs> and then I had to like look up what that meant, and it yeah, that was like ah! their day two word. That's Fuck, like when you yes, play uh, felch. Yeah, no, you don't. You Wait, don't you had to look day. up felch? I don't believe. No, 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 no. I felch every day. Ah, oh, got it. Every day I'm felching. That's what I was doing instead of playing your 3D Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. It was felching all day <laughs> felching. long. Great in an open world called the United States. Mm-hmm. The real acquisition news this week is uh, Sony. In, in kind of the response to Microsoft's acquisition of Activision, they bought Bungie for $3.6 billion. That is, that is so weird. Like, 
Oh, oh, you've got a flashy new boyfriend. Well, we're dating your ex. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. It's and, true. And I, again, we're we're not financial experts. We're just games industry folk or fans, enthusiasts. I don't know how a deal comes together in a week of this magnitude. It's still millions of dollars. It doesn't. Millions of dollars. It doesn't. I think that's yeah. the thing. Is is Sony has been doing acquisitions for the past year. They've just been smaller in scope. And I, I'm sure this deal they, was hurried they do, by the Microsoft all, all Sony's acquisitions was locking down second-party people and technology right. fronts. Yeah. I don't know what they get out of Bungie other than... But, but I mean, like, I hated reading financial news in re- after the acquisition by it. Like, so, because, like, their stock dropped because, like... The Jim Cramers of the world were like, Sony's got to respond with something as a company. Otherwise, they're not a Microsoft competitor. Right. Yeah, right. Their stock dropped before they had done anything. It was just by Microsoft's yeah. acquisition. It was, it was yes. Dumb. And, and I, but I don't get like, that's not even the company I would buy if I was responding to this. Well, that let them tell you why they bought it because they did announce this. They had, they had a shareholder call after just because they do their normal quarterly call and they shed some light on that. So first of all, they said that, uh, for now, Bungie will replace, they will be self-publishing and they'll be multi-platform. So the stuff they're working on now, including Destiny 2, and and I think they, they did confirm there's another franchise they're working on. They're saying for now, and of course there's the way they word it, there's so always confusing. flexibility to change later. It's so The next confusing. thing they're working on for now, they're saying is going to be multi-platform. I, I think what they mean, and remember the only reason we, ha- we have to say Destiny 2 is because Activision is our assholes. <laughs> and yes, that's who yeah. Bungie was working with initially and wanted a retail game release for their money. Hmm. Uh, it should just be Destiny. It was supposed to be a... They said it would be a 10-year shooter platform. They're almost right. They're in year They're eight. very close. Yeah. They're in year yeah. eight. They're, They're very close. Eight. Yeah. So Jim, Jim Ryan, though, the way he describes it, it's really interesting. He said that they, you know, they're wholly owned, but they will sit... They'll be independent. They're going to sit, in his words alongside the PlayStation Studios organization, meaning they're not going to be rolled into the rest. Like Sony Santa Monica's PlayStation Studios, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Bungie will sit kind of parallel to them in the hierarchy for now. Things in- until change. things get desperate. So everyone's saying like this is their their answer to Microsoft and Activision. But is this really their answer for Microsoft and Bethesda? Mm-hmm. Yes be. and no. Like This is their answer to... Sony's strategy for the past several years has been uh, single-player, big narrative games. We talked about Naughty Dog, right, in the last segment. So that's been their strategy. This is them saying we're going to place a larger focus on live games as a service. In fact, uh, Sony CFO uh, Hiroki Totoki said that um, through collaboration with Bungie and other studios, they're going to launch... 10 live service games by fiscal year ending March 31st, 2026. So Bungie's kind of now their flagship studio with live games. They're going to teach yeah. Sony how to do live games, right? Right, because so. Xbox has been good with moving over people who've been working in the PC area, but Sony's been pretty bad with live element games. And uh, uh, Destiny, I have to think, I have to think it's wavering, whatever popularity Destiny has. No, dude, it's fucking huge. Like the new DLC is like very rapidly. Like I'm Destiny willing to be wrong. Huge man, but I'm, I'm saying that as a, a, a I, I I own the Destiny White PS4. It was the only game I had it, when I got a PS4. I played the shit out of Destiny. I love Destiny, but but like I also don't like like what is the future of Destiny and what are these people making? 
that that confuses me. Oh well, so if you're if you're wondering, like, well, how do you recoup six, three point six billion? By the way, I think they, this came out today. One point two billion of yeah. that is they're setting aside for retention of Bungie employees, which is awesome. Which is basically like, hmm. if you stick around with Bungie through this acquisition, you're going to get paid like a lot. Hmm. You know, which is unless hey, you make music, paid. then you're done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but basically, they can they're going to recoup from a. Both what Destiny kind of makes right now, and again on multiple platforms, is this this future Bungie thing that they're working on. Remember, Bungie they're the fucking Halo people. They do they do first oh, person Destiny shooters. Destiny is wonderful. It's Sony a wonderful wanted game. a Halo killer forever, and then they just bought the Halo dev. That's mm-hmm. the way they got their Halo well, killers. They fucking bought the Halo. The, dev. the weird right. thing for me is like watching the, how the discourse has changed yes. about mergers. That I yes. I remember like um you know maybe ten twelve years ago there was a rumor yes. that. EA was going to buy Take Two, and everybody was like freaking out. I was like, "This is the end of Grand Theft Auto. They're going to make them crank it out every year. It won't be special anymore. It'll just be stupid. They're going to ruin Take Two." And now people see are, are acting like, "Oh, getting a business daddy frees you up to be so much more creative and think of all the old IP that they'll be free to bring back." Like, why do we think that? Has uh, yeah, there has there's, there there's been no... any precedent where somebody got bought out by a huge corporation and suddenly had a renaissance of creative freedom? Right. I think it's just right. it's just that I can download Phantom Brave and Crimson Skies on the Xbox. Yeah, because right if, if there's one thing shareholders and the board love, it's creative freedom oh, and yeah. not maximizing mm-hmm. your franchises. Like, no, oh, boy, it's the opposite. Do, boy, do CEOs love indie darling. And I think <laughs> it's just that people extrapolated that, like, well, now that Activision's under new management, maybe things will change. Maybe people will be happier. Maybe the Call of Duty stranglehold will, will loosen a bit. And that just sort of it bled over into everybody thinking, like, oh, man, it's going to be like the golden age of the 90s when everybody design was king. I don't know. <laughs> so, no. so the other way they're going to recoup some of this 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 big expense is um they're already talking. You know, Sony has a movie division and didn't TV, mm-hmm. so they're talking. You, you guys probably saw that trailer for the Halo uh, TV series uh, during the the NFL playoffs. Well, TL, you probably saw no, that. Uh, Michael and Chris, yeah. I'm sorry, um, but yes. Yeah, so, so there's a big Halo thing. So Sony's. Saying, I saw it yeah. when logging into Paramount Plus. So, so Sony's saying, yeah, we're we're going to make a. We'll make a Destiny movie or show, plus other stuff Bungie's. That's for. a bad idea. Uh, let's There's get no Peter Dinklage back. Let's go. Uh, the other, <laughs> the other thing. So Sony, again, this is all part of this larger strategy. They have a strategy of expanding to other platforms. We saw it with God of War going on PC. We saw it with Uncharted going on PC. We also just saw it. They just announced. So remember last year, MLB the show went on Xbox for the first time. That was the PlayStation exclusive baseball. It's coming on Switch this year, right? So Sony yeah, is yeah. slowly becoming unsody-like with, with all of this stuff. They're becoming this multi-platform. And with you know, un- un- unconnected news, like Sony has had movies based on its, uh, video game IP come out before. But if you've yeah. logged into your PlayStation 4, well, uh, PlayStation 5 for me this week, sorry, didn't mean to, to brag. The first thing you see is a full motion Uncharted ad, which is something I haven't seen like on any of this shit. I got to figure out how to get my free ticket, by the way, because right. I bought like, that It's upgrade. like get a free yeah. ticket to Uncharted. But it, it, it looked like when you log on to your PS5, the first thing you see is a full motion soundless trailer for uncharted that hasn't actually ha- that is a first for yeah. gaming we've had game movies based on games a billion times but they don't autoplay on a console and this did and i've never so that means sony has a stake 
that's different from uh, uh, previous things where like, uh, I'm going to buy your IP, make a movie. I might give you some input, Sony. No, looks like Sony's <laughs> invested in this film <laughs> in yeah, some capacity. Like I said, I'm very interested to see – I'm very interested to see what the landscape looks like in four or five years because yeah, like you said, Matt, weird. the thing that was really interesting to me with the show – wasn't just that it was going to switch. It's that it's cross save and cross platform, which is like totally the opposite of Sony's stance last gen. Right. Right. Like they, so they, they were they were it, the news came out. They were kind of the ones that everyone was like, yeah, they, they're the hardest to make that because, happen, because they right? could because they could. We have because the most the people at our party. You need to come to our party or you don't get to party because yeah, because they sold more dumb. consoles than everybody else by a yeah. large margin. They could do yeah. that. So large margin. I like that. I wonder if it's outside pressure. I wonder if, if it's Sony getting these acquisitions. Cause like last year, the reason why the show went on Xbox and went on Game Pass was MLB saying, Hey, you want to keep this deal? You right. got it. Yeah. They were the license. It's going to cost yeah. you. Uh, no, I mean, it, you know, I think Sony's saying now with the Bungie thing, they'll be on multiple platforms. Uh, I, I think, and then we've seen it with their first party stuff going on PC. I think they're more open to it. They're just realizing there's money to be made that they're they're literally leaving on the table. I think yeah. they're not going to make Destiny a one platform game, but anything if we're following what Microsoft has done, anything else Bungie makes from this acquisition will be Sony. That, that's why I say they they word it in a way where they could always change their mind later. But for now, they're saying yes. Bungie's independent and will be multi platform. But that's what Microsoft did with Bethesda and then then like a month later was very clear, like everything Bethesda makes will be exclusive. The to other this piece of this news is apparently Sony has about one billion dollars left for another acquisition or multiple. And Microsoft they, they has fifty billion left, by the way. Well, yeah, to play with, <laughs> they do, they do. Like it's not the same. Like no, it's, it's it's not. I mean, that's the thing is, I'm sorry, but this is not as big a deal as the Microsoft Activision deal. Like, yes, we're going to uh, talk. Yeah. We talk about it in news, but it doesn't feel as big. It's a it's a it's just different. Microsoft strategies. might buy Oracle or Salesforce or something we don't care about, but it will yeah. lock them in as like a company Sony cannot compete with. But here, here's one of the reasons I think this news came out because on that shareholder call they had to share some not great news. Um, Chris has been saying, "Hey, he got his PS5." Well, we're glad, but because Sony had to cut sales forecast of the PS5 by millions not just a few hundred by millions due to all this component supply shortages we've heard about you know we've been joking on the show like who the fuck's you know sony had been touting these high sales numbers we're like who the fuck is buying these scalpers but basically their original forecast was they were going to sell 14.8 million consoles uh they had to cut that down it's still a lot they still had to cut it down to 11.5 million right so that's oh. but i mean to shareholders that is a lot that's like oh shit 3 million consoles of 500 bucks a pop that's a big hit and it's again it's all because of this supply shortage and and so sony's cfo said you know due to limitations on the supply of components especially semiconductors and an increase in delivery times resulting from the disruption in the global distribution supply chain We've revised our fiscal year 2021 unit sales forecast for PS5 hardware to 11.5 million units. So they they had to revise that down. Tell me um, he froze for everyone else. Yes. I mean, yeah. the, <laughs> the good news with this, though, uh, and even though it's a lower forecast, Sony is still like outselling. So so the PlayStation 5, um, they're still way outselling like they are outselling the lifetime sales of the Wii U. They've already beat the lifetime sales Look, of Wii U. 
Uh, I'm tired that. of people shitting on the Wii U. Why? It wasn't Why? great, it's the worst. but it was a good system. No, it wasn't. It, was it really wasn't. In a year, PS5 has outsold lifetime of Wii U. Also in that year, so Xbox, they don't release their console sales numbers, but most analysts kind of guess it's around 12 million total across, you know, the, the S and X, right? So Sony's I mean, well just ahead by being of that, in the in the right? Game Pass ecosystem, I'm giving Microsoft more money than I'm giving Sony nowadays, period. Sure. Sure. But the, and then PS4 was at 20.2 million sold through by this time. But again, we do have to remember this isn't caused by lack of demand. This is straight yeah. up just fucking chip shortages. Like those consoles are not mm. being able to be produced to meet mm. that demand. So yeah, their 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 numbers up to this point were infuriating. Like we've sold more PS fives than PS fours in this period. I'm like to who? Right. The guy yeah. who has a stack of them on eBay yes. who's dancing around a pyramid. Mm-hmm. Of <laughs> yes, I dance around my pyramid in my underwear. <laughs> yeah. I can now say I live in a PS five household. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for it. It's, it's yes. been. It's been a it's been a hassle, uh, but literally came up at Costco. I literally text my roommate, "It's here, go ahead," and we got it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like by the way, by the way, game deal. Take my advice. Uh, I, man, I should have chronicled it. There were a bunch of shitty resellers in my city, and Costco for six months has been getting in a ton of Xbox Series S's. And then just started getting in Series X's. Okay. And, and like, it's a gated community, so you can't go in and grab them. They sit there forever. Damn. Yeah, well, also, I think they're, they're bundled with some other stuff, so they're like 700 total. They're bundled. Yeah. The Xboxes are bundled with only Game Pass. Do not hesitate! You will save money! Yeah, you're gonna use Um, that. You're gonna use it regardless. Yes, it's like, it's like $10 less and you get Game Pass. So the the thing is, Sony's still making a shit ton of money with PS5s, just not as much as they thought they would make, but it's- I didn't, I didn't think that the, the supply chain shortage would hit them now. I thought they would be talking about that a year ago. Well, I think that's the thing is, it has been hitting them, and they just finally, cause this, this earnings call, I think Mm. was for Q3. Like they, you know, they, they don't do these right when the quarter's over. It's like, oh, this sure. is kind of looking back a few months. So, so at the time we all thought, oh, they're doing fine. They're still able to sell these. It's like, nah, they, they weren't able to sell as many as maybe we thought they were, but still doing all sure. right. Uh, speaking of people doing all right, uh, there was a Kickstarter that went out this week that got funded like in a couple hours. Um, the Shovel Knight devs, Yacht Club Games. Ooh. Finally announced a new non-Shovel Knight thing, Mina the Hollower. It funded within hours. I'm a backer. It's only 20 bucks. Of course I'm going to buy the fucking whatever the Shovel Knight people produce for 20 bucks. Yes, you had me. So is is it that she is more hollow or does she hollow things? She hollows through things. She is a rat that burrows. Got it. Does she use a shovel for this and does it bounce no! on things? No, but you will. I, I promise you, you will play this game with Shovel Knight at some point. <laughs> well, and so that's the, so that was the thing that was really interesting because they very clearly said, like, we do not need to kickstart this. However, we want to make this as expensive as Shovel Knight. So that's why we're doing the Kickstarter. Because I literally, when I saw the announcement, uh, and I have, like, no people who work at a G4. So I was like looking forward to this. And I saw the announcement. And I was just like, is this 2015? Are we, are we right. Kickstarter yeah, games yeah. again? They don't need, they don't need Kickstarter. Like, cause yeah. Yacht Club has published other people's games. They're making good money, you know? Right. Yeah. But, but, this. but like, um, shit, I can't go into this in, in good detail, but essentially your Kickstarter, uh, 
order is a pre-order. Yeah. And the mm. pre-order, less money will go to GameStop or Best Buy or fucking Sony or wherever you you pre-order it. More money will go to the devs, I think, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's a, if, if that's what you want to do, if you, it, like, like what Nat said, like the people who made my favorite retro game in the last 10 years are announcing a new retro IP, I will give them money direct. And they only asked for $75,000. Yeah. No, yeah, and they, and they funded that like right away. They're at like several hundred thousand dollars now. The, here's what excites me. So they, they promised the same thing Shovel Knight did, which is you combine classic gameplay with modern stuff. Uh, you know, 60 frames per second combat. But it's it's a top-down instead of side-scrolling like Shovel Knight. So it's top-down, and it's in the Game Boy Color style. And yes. Actually, I never owned a Game Boy Color, so I'm excited about that. Like, it's... You didn't uh, need to, but but it, it, yeah, yeah, it looks like it looks like it looks like Link's Awakening mixed with Castlevania. No, it, 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 like it actually it really reminded me sprite like how the sprites look and everything. It actually reminded me of a Neo Geo color, like oh, of that kind of a that little either. bit of a bump of a what a what a Game Boy Color could do. Oh man, with fa- with faster powers from Little Nemo the Dream Master, her, the the, the your, you play as a little mouse who can burrow under things. Yeah. Which is something, and, and can do so in a in a way that's so fast, no, even sixteen bit game could have done. That's the thing is they they have all this stuff that like we think, oh well, yeah, we could do that on SNES. It's like no, they're running on tech we could not have done back then. It's why Shovel Knight is brilliant. It yeah. feels like a retro game, but no retro game could have ever been able to do any of that. I'm only mad about one thing about this announcement. You guys know what that is? What's that? It's. Yeah. The Shovel Knight people producing a thing called Mina the Hollower. And so in my brain, um, my wiring keeps confusing it with Hollow Knight. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight. Okay, got it. Shovel Knight, the Hollower. Got it. There's going to be a character with no arms, no yeah. legs named Phil. You Look, you Hollow did. Knight is a game that will never get that sequel. Silk Saw, where are you at? Where, yeah. where, where are you at? Some yeah. So, uh, yeah, go go fund that. What are you doing here? Support your creators. And if you can't support them directly, and this is the way to do that, 20 bucks, it's a no-brainer. Go fucking help. Give them more money because uh, this is going to be a good game. I like that you wrote it Game Boy Kalur style like the Canadians. That is how the article wrote it. Uh, yeah, with a U. We add U's to color around here. Kalur. 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 Yeah. Yes. Well, that is all the news that's fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which as always is segmenting our community. Your best buys are always at Fry's, except no, because that chain went out of business. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what game series do you want to see go open world? Uh, TL, you weren't here last week. Do you have a series that you would want to see go open world, much like uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus just did? Sort of. Not really. Yeah, Pokemon would have been my answer, but obviously, like, we kind of, like, I, I don't know if I would want anything more open than this is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, however, speaking of, uh, Yacht Club games, like, those games evoke a lot of Castlevania to me, and I've been in on a Castlevania, mm. uh, kick. Mm. What about an open world Castlevania? You play Simon Belmont, and you have to, like, explore not just, Castlevania itself, but like villages around there and I'm stuff listening. like that. Like that yes. would be. Could I hold a white crystal to summon a tornado? <laughs> um, no, but like think of, like if you could like those those um I, I those Castle those Civia Night games like kind of give that, but like open it up and then just be like, here's the world. If you go to the wrong place, you're gonna get fucked up. Like that'd be really cool. I think a, like a really cool. 
I just want a really good Castlevania game, and I, it and will never happen. The Bloodstained people had Shovel Knight in it. Yeah. I know you're shaking your head, but Bloodstained like, like, yeah. sucks. If, if you like Bloodstained, Bloodstained did like, not suck, dude. Bloodstained ruled. The the 2D Bloodstained, you're right. Those are good. I'm gonna blow your mind. There was a uh, an open world Castlevania. Nobody liked it. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Lords of Shadow too. That was oh, open world. Lords of Shadow. Yeah, I didn't like Lords of Shadow one, so I did not play two. So that could be fair. On VideoGameApocalypse.com, first to answer this question was Eddie Lemon, who says, I want to see a Home Alone 2 Lost in New York open world game where you can level up Kevin RPG style, buy gadgets, cause general mischief, and even meet the Donald, all set in a top-down view of New York, a la the original GTA series. Down the hole and to the left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, If you you haven't fallen down the history of, like, Okay, let, um, I didn't know this. You guys all, all do, because we all spent the last five years hating Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But if you shot on one of his properties, you, he like literally had in the contract, I have to be a cameo in your film. Mm. And, it, but because he doesn't watch movies, listen to music, <laughs> or enjoy anything, he never verified whether you cut him out. So most people just cut him out. And the Home Alone 2 people are like, fuck, we could have cut him out? That scene was ridiculous. It was it didn't belong in the movie at all. Well, what what happens now? His worst quotes. If you look up on YouTube, it just like Macaulay Culkin in a big puffy hat and coat. Like, uh, sir, where's the lobby? And it's just like down the hall and grab it by the pussy down the hall and like there are some good ones. It's like it's all his worst quotes being yelled at this child, and it's wonderful. Remember what I read with somebody saying, like, yeah, I ran into Donald Trump and all he wanted to do was reenact his scene from Home Alone 2, except he's like, I'm going to be that kid and you be me. And so he came up and said his line and and I said, down the hall and to the left. And then he's like, thanks, mister. And he left and I never saw him again. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like fantasy right there. That's an alternate universe. Chris always makes me defend Space Jam. But oh. you you let someone bring up the worst homo the worst of the Macaulay Culkin Home Alone movies. I know you had to be real specific in that. that <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched like, the yeah, new Home not Alone. The worst Home Alone movie. Um, it is the second best Home Alone of seven, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, I think I think this entry was made for me. Shaquille Oatmeal says, "Hear me <laughs> out, guys. Street Fighter as a Yakuza style game." A 60-year-old Ryu has given up martial arts and shut himself out from the rest of the world, but when M. Bison kills Guile, Ryu is pulled back in as him, Ken, and Chun-Li roam around an open-world Japan with the goal to stop M. Bison for good. The combat can be a mix of one-on-one fighting game and Yakuza gameplay. You also need to have classic Capcom arcade games to play in, I guess they'd still be Sega arcades in that fantasy world, maybe. Or Capcom arcades. They could be, but they're they're still, I think... Capcom is still making more arcade games than Sega was for the last Yeah, they years. are. They are. Isn't this just Street Fighter 2049? Yeah. <laughs> but instead of like Ken having a gun, it's Ryu as a Yakuza. It's, it's a good idea. And, and I, I, again, I was explicitly told in no uncertain terms, I have no business giving advice to Street Fighter, uh, the Street Fighter franchise. But um, I think it would be less impenetrable if there was something else to do. In those games, Tekken always offers something else mm-hmm. to do. Yep. Besides one-on-one fighting. Bowling. Um, that's fucking brilliant. Because, like, God, Street Fighter is so Japanese. Everybody knows it. Everybody accepts it. To walk around an open world and meet up to 40 
characters in your new game. Or, or, or think about it for free. If you're playing a free-to-play Street Fighter uh, 6 and you meet a new character, like, oh, by the way, you can buy me for a dollar. My name is Blanca, and I might set your hair on fire with my electricity. Uh, I mean, also, if you wonderful. want this, there is a Fist of the North Star basically skin to the Yakuza mm. games where it's like, at least oh. you're walking around in a gi like Ryu, yeah, so Lost, check Lost that Paradise. out. That's pretty the good. closest you have now is uh, Capcom's very rare, hard-to-find Harvey Birdman game. Oh, man. Um, the game rules. God, what a good game. Unbelievable it exists. It's wonderful. Paul D. says, uh, I don't know how it would work, but I would love an open-world Mega Man game. You can already play those games in any order, so why not throw them into a blender and come out with uh, something open-world? Sure. Yeah, you know who also didn't know how that would work? The people who announced it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Mega Man Universe, look it up. <laughs> did, it had a yeah, trailer. Was it, did Infinite try that with like, what's that, Red World? Not the, the other game that bombed. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yes. No, he did. Like, it was another <laughs> Kickstarter non, yeah. uh, Mighty Number no. 9 game, yes. Yeah, hmm. like Red World. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't know. It's and just, that's what we were, it, if you didn't listen to last week's show, that's what we're talking about when people thought, like, open world's what we gotta do with our franchise without wondering for a second what that fucking means. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mighty Number no. 9 is, you, it might as well be open world because there's <laughs> nothing to do for miles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have told me the Battle Network games were open world and I would have believed you. Like, right. sure, yeah, Battle Network, right. yeah, totally. Hey, it did, it didn't help that rules. genre at all. And, um, yeah. All right. Well, on Twitter at lasertime69, time spelled like the herb, says, <laughs> I would like to see Croc Legend of the Gobos go into open world Hell. territory, fix those horrific controls, and give me a giant open expanse packed with crystals to collect and gobos to rescue. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. I remember that game. That was like, that, uh, like an early, early uh, 3D platformer on platforms it, that were not the Nintendo 64. It was. For my friends who only had a PlayStation, they thought that was like, well, I can't play Mario 64, but Croc's coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. Croc <laughs> Legend of the Gobbles. It's, it's that or Rascal. We don't Rascal? we don't need Mario 64. We have right. Mario 64 at home, and it's mm-hmm. it's Croc with the Gobbles. <laughs> I mean, again, this is all different because we're like, we don't have jobs, and like, you know, we can't all go get $300 systems anytime we want. Uh, so you hope, you hope the thing you can't get will appear in a different form on your plat, the platform you already own. And yeah. Croc was definitely part of that. And, and, and it's, it's what I was just talking about, uh, Demon All on, on Twitter says, I'd like yeah. to see Mortal Kombat, hidden crypts spread out, fight random powered, uh, nether realm, uh, creatures from crypt coin, for crypt coins, uh, visit village town cities to, com- uh, uh, complete challenges and quests to, Get meet characters to battle the like Pokemon gyms and Brawlhalla. We kind of got this in Deception with the Conquest mode. That yeah. was kind of mm-hmm. their open world. Yeah, mode. yeah, but it's it's like it's why people like um, I can't speak for TL, but like will buy every Mortal Kombat game because there's fun, silly stuff to do. Without having to get good oh, at God. Yeah. the like, game. Dude, you, yeah, the crypt and, mode of 11 alone, you spend hours in just like unlocking shit. It's really cool. Yeah. The, yeah. Off mic, Matt was like, please, the Mortal Kombat DL, 11 DLC, like, I, how did, you said you played through the Mortal Kombat single player, all of it? All of it? Like, semi recently? All of single player, and because I bought it as a package. So with the expansion, it's like, 
the, the, the campaign mode alone is like 20 plus hours with that expansion. And then you have the crypt, which is all the unlockable shit, which you've earned coins in the, yeah, in the you, campaign. You never have to get competitive. In, never. Yeah. Street never. Fighter I, has no alternative. I'm the that, weirdest none. fighting game fan. I love playing fighting games single player. No, I player. do too. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> I, do, I do it all the time in my stupid arcade machines. This was really cool about like Tekken because like when Tekken would yeah. do like the weird off yeah. shit, so it's just like Tekken yeah. Seven's the same way. I love Tekken Seven single player, and they have these weird story modes, and yeah, love it, love that shit. Yeah. All right, D- Dashman underscore Griggins, uh, Jespin. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering your name. Uh, the series I would love to see go open world is Echo the Dolphin. You can travel lavish seascapes to collect songs, using them to fight back the spread of Geiger esque aliens that are invading your seas. Hashtag I don't play Brawlhalla. <laughs> Hashtag no skin in the game. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well I would done. I would be okay with that as a noted disliker of Echo the Dolphin. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, change it up. It yeah. certainly needs something because that game is boring. I feel like Defender of the Future kind of hinted at what could happen with an yeah. open world. Right, but, you know, right. Yeah. It was open world, but you couldn't really see more than two feet ahead. Of yeah. <laughs> like, Give like, Echo a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I prom. Here's the sad thing about this. I promise you, if you made the perfect open world Echo the Dolphin game, it would be undistinguishable. Indistinguishable, Michael, help me here. Sure, yes. Indistinguishable, Indistinguishable. from a demo reel from the metaverse. Yeah. Do the people also have no legs? I work in my life. My cubicle is a dolphin, and I travel to my water cooler (laughs) through water. And it, no. I'm Kristen Bell, and Ted Danson stole my legs. (laughs) Uh, From the official Lazy Time community on Facebook, Derek Castiglione says, I'd be interested to see an open world Contra. Now, before you all at me, in all caps, hear me out. Side-scrolling, large yes. world, a la Salt and Sanctuary. I'm listening. But classic run and gun. Eh? 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 It, it could be called Republican the Game. Yeah. Just like pull the trigger, don't never reload, and walk left I, and right. I was going to say, I don't understand how an open world Contra would be distinct from modern America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's hope none of us are shot by the time this goes live. <laughs> I just, like, just want to live to see Jackass 4, please. <laughs> Contra is great in a 2D space. Let's just leave it like that. Let's leave Contra. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Contra's always been successful every time they ventured outside of that 2D model. We all know this classic. Uh, Neo no? Contra wasn't so bad. Neither uh, was Sharded Soldier. Yeah. It was still 2D. Mm. Yeah, that was. It was true. Andrew Shaw says a new Def Jam game like a GTA, but I can run around a city as DMX barking and fighting people. What's my name? Because of DMX. (laughs) Is that you, DMX? I got blood on my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I know somebody who just randomly met DMX at a bar once who was like going by his real name. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I sung that song. I'm DMX. He's like, what? Uh, which is wild. DMX, wild what? guy. This is, no, the next one's wild. You gotta read this, yeah. TL, because I think you would. Sure. Todd Harris has said, could you imagine open world men? That would be wild. See, no. I, I read that, <laughs> and I immediately imagined, uh, was it 1770, 76, the, uh, the weird meta novel that John Boyce did oh. for, uh, 
Is it Barstool SB Sports? Nation. SB Nation. No, it was, it was yeah. SB Nation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. SB Nation. I don't. I can't keep track of sports sites. But I only know this because you told me this. Yeah, keep going. But Michael. it's the the idea is that like so the the novel is like these sentient space probes talking about football on Earth and saying like, oh yeah. Uh, in like 2027, like everybody just stopped aging and dying and being born, and people uh, came up with ways to prevent themselves from ever getting injured. So now Earth is just basically uh, football games played by immortal beings that all have superpowers, and it's just like played across state lines over thousands of miles by hundreds of players in games that can last millennia. And like that is immediately what I imagined when you said open world Madden. Like I yep. just I want to play this. I want to slam across like three states carrying the ball. That I sounds mean, awesome. Thirty twenty ten just got done talking about two versions of rollerball. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of somebody who's doesn't want to play football has to play it his entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is so yeah. funny. All <laughs> I know that guaranteed in that future. The Dolphins would still never make the playoffs. Oh! Uh, and there will still only be one head, one black head coach uh, in that future. Um, True. And the only yeah. reason for this given is football is fun as shit. <laughs> yes, yeah. and there can only be one. There can only be one black Brett, Brett Favre. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, no. I, I look. Um, overall, man, no, we don't need that. Hmm. We don't need it. But I'd still play it. That'd be the only I'd, way I'd, I'd play, play Madden. I'd That'd play be the it. only way Michael and I would play Madden. Actually, no. Here's the open world Madden. Here's the open world Madden. Yes. You are John Madden taking the Madden bus to, to go to different Boom. sides. You can Boom. take the Madden bus. That's the only way. You stop in the you stop in Little Giants and create the annexation of Puerto Rico. It's like That's Burnout's <laughs> crash mode, except your job is to try and fit that bus under low overpasses and through narrow alleys. <laughs> hey, kid, you look like a great driver. I need to get to Tampa Bay in twenty minutes. <laughs> and, uh... Well, we're in Seattle right now, by the way. <laughs> and I'm also happy like to be Blast the voice Corps. of John Madden. Just make it Blast Corps. There you go. Well, shiver yes. me timbers. I got to get to the, watch the it's, Milwaukee Bucks play. Every Riding year there'd be a the charity with people driving the Madden bus in that game for eight hours at a time or whatever. Yeah. You know, like the, the desert bus. Anyway. Uh, Madden we, bus. Yeah, I got it. Uh, we also have a video response from Full Install who says... Word to your mothers. It's Tom here again from <laughs> what is Full that? Install. <laughs> See, this question of the week, I was fully prepared to come with a ridiculous, stupid answer for comedy effect, but every time I thought of a game uh, that would seem like a bad idea, when I went for the scenarios in my head, it became the best thing ever, the only thing I ever wanted to play. So, with that in mind, I'm going to propose Rocket League. Yes, that's right. Ooh. Just imagine Breath of the Wild with a Rocket League car. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. They need to go into any more than that. Just Breath of the Wild with a Rocket League car. You might say to yourself, well, what would you be crafting? Engine parts, wheels, decals. What would the decals do? Oh, a flame down the side of the car. I can now go in the lava level. Isn't that just the best thing ever? <laughs> the only problem with that is it would then stop it being a, you know, a simulator racing game, whatever you want to call it. And then it would then turn it into a action adventure. You might notice that I said action adventure and not RPG. There's only one reason for that. They angry up the blood. Um, so to not reinvent the game, just keep it what it is, but make it on a massive scale. Imagine a huge kind of uh, tournament over a massive landscape the size of Final Fantasy fourteen, but maybe with multiple balls, and you've got to find them. It could take you take you hours and groups of people and clans and things to get together and try and battle for the balls. 
The more you think mm-hmm. about it, the more it's a bloody winner, I tell you. Mm. Um, also, toss and biscuits isn't a phrase that English people use. It's just some bollocks I made up because I was snowballing. Snowballing? Yeah, snowballing, Excuse that'll me? do. Um, <laughs> Excuse me? on what I was going to say, mm. so. Yeah, Rocket League, let's make it big. Let's make it loud and proud. What <laughs> fucking one about? Catch you next time. <laughs> uh, Tom fun, later sent you. a note that said he meant spitballing, not ah, snowballing. Uh, two very it. different things, to which I say, too late, Tom. Mm-hmm. Too late. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe snowballing means something different in Europe. Sure. Who knows? Who could Either say? way, all I can, I'm about to leave and go to the bathroom with a head full of wet paper and semen in my mouth. Um, so <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's nobody should long. be listening at this point. It's so don't long. go to the bathroom yet because we've still got the new question of the week. This this one's real simple, but it's real fun, and uh, you y'all can uh, submit a clip. What is a piece of game music that gets stuck in your head all the time that will just randomly pop in when you're doing something else? It doesn't have to be something you like, but it does have to be something that gets stuck in there, and you will dwell on it for a while. My answer has been in my head for roughly 21 years. It is old enough to drink, and it comes from the 2001 Peter Molyneux masterpiece, Black and White, specifically the first part of the game, when some sailors start asking you for for, uh, special requests so that they can leave your little island. Still something on the wish list to keep us all going through the wind and the rain. There's no food on the table and we can't sell unless we're able. So we ain't going nowhere till we get some grain. We simply can't leave until we get some grain. All right, you get the idea. <laughs> this has some brain, like some frat guys? <laughs> some grain. Yeah. Oh, oh, grain. I, I thought, thought he was, I thought brain. they said get like, brain. This, yeah. Talking about blowjobs? Yeah, like, getting some brain is my least favorite euphemism for blowjobs. They sing uh, three uh, separate versions of the song asking you for wood, grain, and meat. And, uh, uh it, but it's just that, 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 Lilting repetitiveness gets stuck inside my head and oy, it oy, won't oy. ever leave till I dislodge it with bombs. Uh, I like it. I like it. Anyway, um, someone else go. I'll go mine. Uh, I'll go with mine. So I like uh, RPG music and I love. So uh, this week, uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, turned 25 in Japan. And to me, this music I always think of is the bombing mission uh like right when you open after they do like the really cool opening and then all of a sudden you hear like the track go it is just like like just like the heavy percussion like the kind of like it's playing like it's it's like a little bit of like the the like it's just like it's just so like impactful and it it's one it's the first Final Fantasy like it feels like a movie opening and it really does feel like a action piece it is just it's so great it's such a good song in a great game like what a song to open up that game. I just want to add that gets stuck in my head all the time too and it's mostly just I grind my teeth in in rhythm I was going to say that's a stressful song to it be really stuck is in your head. yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, that's like if I'm taking a big shit, need to get through it. I'm just gonna, you know, listen to that song and bear down. You know, yeah. <laughs> so Matt tucks his legs up into his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that squatty potty. Um, so, so I, when I, you know, am exercising and stuff, I love to go hiking. Mm-hmm. And every time I go hiking, this particular arrangement of a very popular song plays in my head. I own these albums that was, I don't even think you can find them anymore. It was called like the greatest video game music of all time as performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. And it's what? hilarious. Go look at those things. What they defined as greatest at the time were like from games like that aren't Alfred really Chicken. popular games. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but this one is popular, but I love this arrangement. Because at first when you hear it, it sounds very much like the Superman theme, but it very quickly will reveal itself to be the song that plays every time. Just imagine Matthew hiking through mountainous scenes with streams and like this character, probably this plays in his head when he's walking around as well. That is the Superman theme. The most epic version of the Zelda overworld thing you can imagine. Matt's going hiking up here. (laughs) But but the one that gets stuck in your head, um, we would never do this to you listeners. We would never play this song that once you hear it, you won't be able to get it out of your head. We would never play the song that goes a little something like this. Is that when when you're putting away groceries? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oddly enough, also while I'm pooping. Surprised this wasn't Chess Master. Surprised this wasn't <laughs> just full on Chess Master. Chess Master is the real soundtrack to my life. It makes no sense. Nothing the Seinfeld, good. The Seinfeld esque Chess Master. Feels no. It, there's neither high, there's highs nor lows. Mm-mm. It's just a song. It's one of my least favorite favorite games. A okay. game I played more than almost any other, mm-hmm. and that is the Overworld theme from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles One. Ah yes. On. That's good yeah, uh, on Nintendo Entertainment System, whenever I feel like I've been productive, I hum this. All right, here we go. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm not stacking the trash on my counter. I took it out already. I already did that. All my mail is open and sorted. Every nice. bill is paid, and I'm walking around with my chest puffed out to this song. This is part of our intro music bed every yes, week, you fuckers. Yeah. Listen to the show. I it's do, so I good. do listen to the show in that I listen to the people doing it. Yeah, I know. It's excruciating. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> How do we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves? Uh, anyway. Patreon.com slash laser For now, <laughs> it's why we do this. Yeah. But yeah, what are your songs? Yeah, what are your songs? Uh, uh what's a song it. that gets stuck in your head all the damn time? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com, answer into the comments for episode 457. Alternately, you can go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook, and there'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Include a link, please. Please include a link. I would love to cue the music as we read your comment talking about your music yes i agree it's the only way it'll make sense it's my favorite thing that we do hmm. <laughs> all right well anyway that has been our show let's go with some plugs tl what do you want to direct people to uh yeah uh, i do a show with sonia valentine who's one of the smartest and queer people i know 
It's called Live from the Pool House, where we talk about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And we started doing some interviews on there as well. Uh, cause I want to do a little bit more on there. So uh, I have an interview with Greg Hahn, who was one of the writers on the Sonic Boom cartoon. Oh, and sweet. also, uh, really I thought I was going to hear a writer of Fresh Prince, but I'm, I'm in. I, I like it. Uh, uh, and then I also interviewed Sonia, uh, cause it was really cool. We had a really interesting conversation. Um, and yeah, and also, uh, we are getting ready to record the final episodes of PNB. We recorded one yesterday. Uh, and yeah, uh, that is going away, but there is something coming soon. So there's that. Um, and yeah, co-fee dot turbo bison. Send me a coffee. Do it. Send me money. <laughs> Let's um, do it. You mean that's, it. that's not a Kofi Kingston fan site? That's a, no, it's can, not. It's okay. a it's a give me money, hmm. give me money. Excellent. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to plug. Uh, go. No, I have one more thing. Twitch.tv slash Lack Aware. Watch Greg stream. He's good. Yeah. Yes. All right, there we go. Chris. Oh, uh, Laser Time Best of TV this this week, um, and then Laser Times for through, for the next couple weeks until we're out and. Uh, Love you guys. Oh. Matt? Uh, Patreon.com slash LazerTime is where we put up cool stuff. Whenever we have cool ideas that don't fit this format, we say, hey, we should do a show. And that's what we put them on there for our paying listeners because we love you guys. Uh, so Patreon.com slash LazerTime. All right. And as always, visit us at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And if you've listened to this point, bless your heart. Uh, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. I'm Tommy Tallarico. I wrote the music for Earthworm Jim, X-Play host, and yes, I created the Roblox. Ugh.